days of week. We can sing along. Good day, good night, good evening, good morning, good day, good afternoon. Ladies, I don't know why you got the music so short. You embarrassed? Because um, <laughs> we're going to get copyright infringement, okay? And I know, if I know there's one thing in this world I know for absolute certain is that Cardi B is about her money, it's about her check, okay? And she will be coming for her money. So don't be out here trying to play Cardi B and trying to get us in trouble, okay? So, longer than 20, what is it? Longer than 20 seconds? <laughs> I mean, this song being so popular, I ain't even trying to give them that much um, to go. Wait. <laughs> yeah, before I go, uh, the link is out. This is the, uh, link. Okay, I'll I love that. That was like my anthem for like two weeks. And then I switched. A whole two weeks? Yep. No, 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 no. Man, Andrew, you are hardcore. (laughs) 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 I was I was mildly tempted to get TikTok as a result of trying to catch people. Listen, it's been great. (laughs) It's been highly entertaining. I mean, I have been no, I, I can't. I'm about this point. I'm trying to get YouTube off of my phone. Um, <laughs> trying to, um, there's so many things. It's just too many distractions. Just too many. Really too many distractions. I don't have YouTube on my phone, actually. Oh, I like yeah. how you all started without even saying where you are. I know, but Janine is all over the place. You see, this is what happened when, when <laughs> WAP is playing somewhere, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but before I go any further, let me introduce good day, good evening, good night, and good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to another exciting episode of Real Tennis Fan Livecast. It is not about Harry Potter. There's no magic. There is no minstrel. There is no goblins, ghouls, or wands, right? I think that's about it. That's about it. There's no spell casting. But we're here to discuss tennis and all that happens that's going on. And I think last time we had a discussion, we were in a whole different era. But there might be a new era coming. I don't know. This is America. This is 2020. It's not over yet. But before I go any further, let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. I am nothing without these ladies. We have Janina from far in Ohio. I'm trying to mix it up. Ooh, you know, how dare you? I know, right? <laughs> how are you, Janina? She's not ready for introduction yet. <laughs> oh, my God, Janina. <laughs> Right now. I don't even call your husband. I, I haven't been feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I come get you before you get somebody in trouble. Tony said there's some lockings in this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. I mean, my sense is her husband could tell us all about it, I guess. I know, right? But it's for another podcast, not this episode, okay? And <laughs> I've not eaten yet, so... We don't want. Thanks, thanks for recognizing Tony's Tony that <laughs> you know reels has completely gone out of sequence and messed up the whole universe. We were just counting on doing everything right to get out of twenty. No, but it's twenty twenty, and I mean nothing goes right in twenty twenty. <laughs> so, so we have Andrine from Soli Tennis Travel. How are you, girl? I am doing very very well. I'm very well because I took off on Wednesday, 
Mm-hmm. And I turned off my, I turned on my out of office and I just have just disappeared. It is fantastic. And I don't expect to read any emails until Tuesday morning. Do you know I forgot week. to take work off? What? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We have been so fucking crazy slammed at work and there've been so many people out. I didn't even realize that it was like an option because it's holiday time to take some extra time off and I legit forgot. So I've been working. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was counting down the days, so I was gonna mess that up. <laughs> so bad. How are you, Reels? I am good. I mean, I'm just wondering how is the universe Andrina and she hasn't traveled anywhere. You just kind of, you know, everything's just, out of whack. Just Andre now. We just don't. <laughs> Okay, speaking of not traveling, so I got up this morning, I was like, okay, it's Black Friday. It's time for me to make some travel plans. (laughs) What'd you book? Why did I go up in my computer? I was like, okay, it's time for me to return to Jamaica. Are you pretend typing right now? Yes. I'm like, (laughs) Jamaica, I'd like to come to Jamaica, please, next year. Jamaica's like, sure, come on in. We might be but. ready for you, so book that trip, book that trip. And then I went and I double checked my Olympics tickets. I'm like, will I be able to go to Japan? Probably not, but I'm just still looking at it anyway. Um, <laughs> I really did <laughs> really refreshed and ready and thought it's time, damn it, it's time. Oh man! But can I tell you, I'm on the I'm on the phone last night with my mother, who is, by the way, I'll tell you all, a, a real live nurse. Mm-hmm. Not just a nurse, a nurse practitioner. Why mm. did I say to my mother, let's talk about this vaccine? And my mom was like, mm, let's not talk about this vaccine for round one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need one of Pablo's drinks if we have to talk about this mess. <laughs> I was like, mom, I was like, mom, you are a nurse. You know the science. She's like, listen, I know the science, but can we wait? <laughs> Amen. Amen to Mama Andrine. <laughs> listen, I don't oh, trust God. it. <laughs> One of my doctors people? did say, though, that he'd be first in line to get it. I said, really? He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay. But okay, this, this is but just I, gonna prove how much I love tennis. I really did think about it though. I was like, I might do this just for the tennis travel. <laughs> I don't think I'm I, I don't think I would travel for tennis. I would travel for family oh, and so maybe friends. Meals, of I know, I know, I know. But you see what? You see, when I'm on a ventilator, I don't want to be thinking, God, I didn't even get to the club. I didn't even get to the club. <laughs> Listen, you know that's exactly what you're going to be thinking. You're going to be like, I didn't get my freak on one last time. Exactly, right? You'll be like, my ass should have been home. I could have been cute on the fucking couch. Oh, my God. So I have a family member who's in one of the trials. She's pretty pretty confident that she did not get the placebo, that she got the vaccine. It's the Moderna trial. And uh, she said it wasn't bad. She said after the first injection, she felt a little bit achy in a headache. Mm -hmm. That's it. We're hearing horrible stories. And they're like, oh, you have to tell the public what the side effects are. And they're worried that people are going to take the first dose and get so sick that they don't come back for the second because they're afraid of, you know, feeling that way again. Um, But 
I mean, everyone's different. A lot of people get sick after they get the flu vaccine, even though they say absolutely that can't happen. But um, yeah, it does. Like a little bit it of does. A mild fever. Just a mild fever after I've done the flu vaccine. Well, people keep saying, but I mean, there are people who've called in on radio shows that I've listened to and saying, you know, they've, they've been in the study. And I didn't know that people can actually talk about it. But, you know, I am, though I'm trying to be skeptical, but I'm just like, look, it's either that one way or the other, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I agree with your mom. I don't necessarily think I want to be in the first round. You know, all of these, I'm not even, it's not even the central workers I'm worried about that they should try this on. It's the people who be running their ass and just not keeping still. Like, who just <laughs> like, fuck it, I'm going to church anyway. God will provide, you know, those kind of crazy people. Well, okay. I work with one of those. According to the Supreme Court, you should go to church, dude. Yeah. And then the Pope Today is like, keep your ass church. at home. And then the Pope is like, keep your ass at home. Like, he's like, what's wrong with you Listen, I had a, this old black woman at work um, said about one of my other coworkers who has a new addition to her family. Her sister had twin boys. They're three months old now. And, you know, she was like, oh, I'm so sad that we don't get to have, like, a big Thanksgiving gathering because I want to, you know, love on the babies. <laughs> and, the, and the older black woman says, just love on them babies. We need community spread. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you see, it's, it's those, those are the people you have to give the vaccine to because they just want to sell no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, I was, those I was, people. I was recently hanging out with a baby and I was like, this baby is so adorable. I was like, wait, what's its viral load though? What's its viral capacity? Like, it was super cute. That's the secret. That was like in my mind. I was like, I'm not too close to this baby right now, but I had to go in for a cuddle. But luckily I've been isolating because, you know, I'm not about that life anymore. Yeah, people but, really believe in Pablo. People really believe in the community spread. I don't know where they're getting the science from. I mean, because you know we don't you know encourage community spread for nothing. For really, anything you know else. where they're getting the science? They're getting the science the same way where they got the cop news. SVU. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, though. I mean, I mean, at this point, I'm willing to trust bro science before I trust these people. And that's problematic because, <laughs> look. The disregard, I mean, the disdain I have for bro science. I mean, like, as soon as I hear bro science, I'm shutting down. I just roll my hands. Like, I'm real like, hates bro science even more than he hates white girl feminism. And you know, he hates white girl feminism. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, you, see, but you see what Yvette said in the, in the chat? Yep, four years. My niece, a former biologist who used to manage quality control for one of the big pharmaceuticals, says she's not taking that vaccine for at least four years. Before we go far, too far down the the vaccine, let me bring us all back. Mm -hmm. I, yes. So you know what? We have just not been the generation to experience the rollout of a vaccine. <sighs> like be people before have uh, ha us have done this before. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this has been this has been our lifetime. Maybe we were too young to experience it. But I was thinking to my mom, I was like, God, I hope I gosh well hope we weren't gonna be like this when they were rolling out all the different vaccines. You remember when you had to go to school? I had to take all of them. Yeah, so, so did like, I. I we, never we felt I never felt um, a little bit like I think we may know too much. And it's just <laughs> playing with our brains. Well, it's been I mean, produced too quickly. Well, well for sure. I this think one that's is my probably, fear. That's the scary part. But you know I, what it is? It's speed and attention, right? Like, this was a whole world issue. So 
maybe all that brain power came together with direct focus. And that is why we've been able to be have this miraculous vaccine. Andrine, we've had all this brain power come together and right. try to get an AIDS vaccine for 25 years. No, no, we but don't not, have with, not with the same sense no. of urgency. Remember, no, they were judging people. But they've been working on it and we've no, got they, nothing. They, no, but they, because but a lot of things. AIDS vaccine yeah. has been largely funded by the AIDS. I think most of the AIDS researchers from private equity. Well, actually, no, there is no private equity for much of these funding. They actually get in government taxpayers' money. And they just try to pretend it, but, but there has been the no public will. Never there. The urgency was never right. there. It didn't shut the world down. But well, we're I'm still working on it, and it's started. still unsuccessful. That doesn't change. <laughs> I mean, there's all I'm saying is there's like political will plus monetary will to well, have a vaccine. Right. I mean, and look at Pablo. He's like, no, no, no. Vaccine is death for big pharma. I mean, they need sick people. Period. Well, theoretically, they do, but they just, I mean, they still, we still need to move on. Big yes. pharma needs us to get other diseases. Right. <laughs> yes, but like Pablo just said, pharma wants dependency, not cures. That's the yeah. truth. Well, well hey, I mean, we thing, know though, this. But COVID doesn't allow us to do anything. Though. To do anything else. Not a damn thing. Down. So we got, you know what Big Pharma said? Big Pharma said, listen, let us calculate our odds here. Let's do this. We'll let you keep cancer. We need a cure for this because we need people to get up out of their houses and go do stuff. <laughs> but, and spend right. money and get sick and take our other drugs. No, but I mean, I under listen, I understand people's hesitancy, but we're going to have to double. We're just going to have to. We're going to have to trust it. Well, if you're going to go to Australia, Australia, just like you better take that shit, though. Well, oh, clearly, <laughs> Andrew is on the um, pro vaccination, going to get it. You'll be the first of the three of us, it sounds like, unless I'm forced to. No, I i won't be forced to. I'm afraid that they're going to try to force me to um, working in healthcare, but uh, that's going to thats thats gonna be ugly. Um, but it sounds like you'll be the first of the three of us here, if it's all by choice. So, you you know, you can give us updates about how actually, sick you are. Actually, seeing <laughs> that I don't have any children, uh, you know, like any love. You would do it? Like, I would do it, I think, you know, just because I, I think at some I mean, point. He's like, I'm going to take one for the team. Yeah, I think I would definitely do Because, I mean, like, there is Pablo. no other way. I mean, like, we, I mean, like, I won't be the first in the line. You know what I mean? I won't be camping out outside. Because, you know, if I don't have COVID when I go there, I probably will get it before I leave there. <laughs> so I'm going to wait when there's a quiet office so I can just go in. And just, well, it's, you know. I mean, it's a good it's a good seg into it. Because, I mean, Pablo's asking why, like, we're seeing, it's so funny you're asking the question, because we're seeing the urgency of this come up right now with Australia. Australia has succeeded where others have failed, or at least mm -hmm. Victoria has. And it's like, listen, why would I introduce new people into this right. and irresponsible people, people who are not taking this seriously? And I think this is why I think we're going to have to get a vaccine because it's one of those things, because in many ways we could have, we are at literally almost every country that a place prior to, this is, this is worse than March and April and May. Like mm -hmm. America is getting a million cases every week and grow it. Listen, right? let me Italy is back to 700 and something cases. So unless this virus is working in ways which we don't fully understand, and that's part of my equation, that we don't fully understand this virus, mm -hmm. therefore the vaccine might not be so effective, but which which might we might be need to investigate whether or not people are not being reinfected and, and not aware of this. This is attributed to the numbers. Um, but... I mean, like, I do not blame Australia for making this rule because particularly tennis players, nah, 
Mm-mm. So yeah, I can't promote reiterate, reiterate. What is the rule? Is are they considering so, it? Are they do? Or have they declared it? So yeah. what it what I think it's very clear. I think the airline is saying you have to prove that you've had a vaccine, and they have to have stringent proof because people are faking test results, and I'm sure they're going to fake vaccination. Um, or you have to quarantine for two weeks, and mm-hmm. this quarantine might not be that you are allowed to. Because there's question whether or not you can go outside and travel and practice, because that's what players are saying, and it's going to cut into when they're going to have it. And interesting enough, I think the Australian Open is going to be moved. It's going to be pushed back, which is funny yeah. because they've always spoken about we can't do this, right? We are at this perfect time, and it's very. And we have another issue that we people try to pretend it doesn't exist: climate concerns, because mm-hmm. it's hot. Well, how yeah, far back yeah. do they really push it, though? They could probably I think they're thinking about like two weeks. Month. Yeah. <laughs> a month? Yeah. It's two weeks, I think it is, if I've read correctly. It's two well, weeks. Well, that makes sense. Because they're trying to, to think. But what I do not understand about players, and I think Australia has to put their foot down, because one, U.S. Open and French Open seem to have operated without stringent rules and regulation. They were doing – things were all over the place. That – um. What's that guy name? That's that's Zarev and what's that guy name? Um, Adrian Manorino. That Manorino situation, that Kiki situation, and the yeah, that different was messy. counties it was very, very messy. Where players couldn't be in certain places and et cetera, et cetera. That was all problematic. And we, let's not speak about the French Open and that messy rules. And if we've noticed, I'm not saying tennis contributed to this, but wherever you've had major sporting events, you've had a crisis thereafter. You've had Paris, well, you've had New York City is going up in particular the areas where those people were in, the outer boroughs. Um, if the, you listen to what of- some of the players said, though, New York handled it better than Paris, even though New York wasn't great. It was it was more consistent. The rules were more clear about how you moved, where you were to move, what you should and shouldn't do. In Paris, you want to go sightseeing? Okay, have a good time. That wasn't well, an option in New York. It sounds like Australia is saying you're going to take the vaccine. You're going to provide proof of the vaccine. If you opt not to buy, to get the vaccine, you better be here two weeks to be in the bubble or you don't play. That's what they're saying. So why they're why are they making no. a claim about the vaccine? Are they assuming the vaccine will be ready to be distributed? Well, the, I'm I they're talking yeah. about the quarantining. No, no, I the, they're assuming that the vaccine, vaccine will be, will be available. available. I mean, if, if we're to if we're to believe things, the vaccine will start being distributed on some level within the next four to eight weeks. That will happen. Now that pushes us right into January, right? Because we're about to start December. Right. So here's another thing, though. Every single one of these vaccines are two doses. So unless these athletes have some way of starting the cycle early i don't really know how that works that everybody gets the vaccine before it's time to start the Australian oh they're not gonna they can't like i mean first of all you have to presume that and you have to wait where you are you have to access. be where you are yeah and also you you can't presume that every player is going to have access to the vaccine because we have no right idea of the distribution and it's an international right sport. yeah um Pablo, but they're saying you the, have um, to arrive two weeks before the tournament and you have to quarantine Pablo, I'm not saying that. Um, I just want to be clear, Pablo. I'm not saying that these sporting events are the direct causing of increased numbers. I'm simply saying, when you look at Australia's point of view, 
when you see these players on social media running reckless, I mean, US Open began with the French team supposed to have been almost kicked out of the tournament mm -hmm. and they allowed them to stay. They had a positive test within the camp. And then you find out from other players, oh, Benoit was the positive player. He's been all over the place, touching all over everything. everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, they're not about to. They're not about to say, okay, that's fine. You look at Paris. Paris had the um, Tour de France continued in Paris. Spain had the Vuelta. Italy had the um, the Giro d'Italia. They had major sporting event for people. I mean, there were no crowds, but soon after, I mean, you saw these large numbers, and I mean, I think people went back with this sort of kid. New York people got reckless. Do you see people running around in, in restaurants outside of restaurants that think it's safe because it's on the sidewalk? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand how these things work. But well, I think, I mean, I think Australia... the one good thing about Australia is they have at least evidence of being able to bring the, the numbers um, down. Exactly. The numbers and they down. have a plan. They, like, they actually have they actually have knowledge of what worked. And I would assume, and given the fact that they have worked so hard and their population have been so diligent about getting yep. themselves down to zero, they don't have a reason to risk the Australian Open. Like it doesn't make sense to me unless people are willing to. What I want to know is, are people going to be signing things? Are they going to be signing ex the dis ex what are those disclaimers or whatever the heck they need to sign? Are players? How are you going to hold pairs accountable? Because as we know, this is a sloppy group. They don't <laughs> care about the rules. Mm -mm. I mean, I do think Australia will probably do a better job of clearly identifying what the protocols are. And I think they'll hold to it because I think their population will demand that they hold to it. Oh, because yes. the population the Australians are never shy about letting you know how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was too vague in the other places. I think the government was too loosey-goosey with their expectations and too wishy-washy about what it meant for them to hold the sport. So and I, I think players, that. and I think, honestly, I think for the large part, I think players expected to be accommodated as though this were a normal situation. I didn't well, think yeah, players were willing. no sacrifice. It's so exactly. weird. Exactly. Players were willing, players pretended that, you know, like, oh, my God, all of these rules, it's like we're in prison. Fish <laughs> is a pandemic. Y'all talked about <clears throat> money. Y'all talk about put this sport back on. Right, because y'all wanted the money, right? Granted, the same set of people collected the checks and it was time to help lower people. Y'all refused no to do anything about it. There has been no real protocol other than Wimbledon. And the one tournament that didn't have any tournament, they paid people, they gave people some money. And when it was time to do the thing, y'all didn't want to do it. Y'all didn't want any stranger. Y'all wanted to run around, run all over New York City, and then pretending like this was fun and game. And people had, I mean, like, I, I, I think about Naomi Osaka who said, literally, my grandmother is right there, right there in the same borough I'm playing right now this tournament. My grandmother, I can literally walk there, but I can't. I am willing to sacrifice that. But half yeah. of these players out here were just like, they're nah, not doing that. They're not doing that. And I think Australia can, and it's a lot of players. Imagine each draw is 128 single player plus doubles. Is Australia going to have qualifying? Probably I don't not. think so. I think I people are going to put off qualities. And this is why I think it's good. Well, that's, and that's, these that's kids, I mean, even the basic, even the basic do not touch each other when y'all get up at the net. They just <laughs> like, fuck it, we're gonna hug each other. They do, you know, oh, it was a rough match. Let's have a nice, sweaty hug and exchange all the fluid. People get on Twitter, we're just like, this is so sweet. No, this is not <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, this, but, but I mean, but let's put tennis aside. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, 
people are not, I don't know if this is human nature or whether this is just us being, you know, whatever, you know, but people weren't even willing to give up Thanksgiving. Travel in in America went up in this last week. No, but and you know what? I, let me, let we should probably not this. talk about America as well. No, but let me just say this. <laughs> I do not blame people for doing that because if this country took this seriously, they would have canceled flights. You can't yeah. tell people don't travel and then have flights running. Flights available, exactly. Come on, that doesn't make any. That's like a mixing. You're like, please, please, and then you beg people. Then you're, then you're telling people it's their fault. No, if you really, really wanted to save everyone at Thanksgiving, you would have said, you know what? These next six weeks are vitally important. We actually have the end in sight. This is the thing for me that I don't understand. I don't understand the government's appetite at this moment because you actually have vaccines available. So. There's an end in sight. So you can push people towards that. It's not like in the beginning when you're like, we don't know how long this is gonna go on. Da, da, da. You could actually indicate a timeline to folks and say, listen, just put our heads down. We're gonna cancel, we're gonna cancel flights, we're gonna do what we need to do, but we're just gonna have to marshal ourselves. On my local TV station, because of course I'm in LA and we just got like an emergency alert and God, the governor's like, shut it all down. Everything is shut down. And and I was thinking to myself, well, that's really nice, but you still had flights coming in and out. Mm -hmm. Like, like you Listen, have to turn that, turn that I off. I currently am in a level four area. Nothing's Ooh. shutting down. You know what we have? A 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew. That's what they did. Yeah, no, that's that. it. That's it. Some of the school districts have decided to go um, 100% virtual. Those are the only changes. We have a curfew and we have kids not going to school. Nothing else is shut down. The numbers in Ohio where I am right now are higher than when they were before. <laughs> we're not so, shutting I mean, down. We shut everything yeah. down several months ago. I know New York oh, is going to get some clarity. Can I get some clarity for someone? Um, anyone in the chat? I was trying to figure this out because I saw people making comments about it. So, are there people that the Australian Open government? Are there Australian citizens that the Australian Open gov the Australian government did not bring home, and so they're stranded? And people want them to have some sort of like opportunity to come home before the tennis players do. No, I think that Australia has been allowing repatriation flights. And they have to quarantine them because I think the cases when they had gone it, when they had brought it down to close to zero, all of the cases that they had were from people coming home. They are allowing repatriation flights. Oh, no, but I, I thought know. some people said that they weren't able to get on those flights. They weren't able to come Right. Home. I think because there's stringent rules to oh. get on the flights. Oh. Oh. The repatriation and then once flights they, if don't they just get don't home, happen. I think you they... have to go to a certain hub to get to the flights. It all depends. Some of these are different. I know for the, um, I know in one case in the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago, the flight is every 10 days out of New JFK. So if you're in this area, you have to try to make your way there. You have to have a test. You have to contact someone. And Oof. I think you have to, um, yeah, they have like, a, you have to go on the embassy. And I think each country has its own particular rule. And I think you have to quarantine nonetheless. So well, where is yeah. this quarantine taking place at? That's always an interesting question. Well, most countries, most countries, some countries give you the option of staying at a hotel. I don't know how the rules. Listen, I, so what we have that. these fucking COVID because you, you're going to have to quarantine sometimes, even if you're negative. So then they want to stick you in a hotel. Oh yeah, no, my, I, 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 I think like, I think I, I don't know how. No, it works. no, no. I, wait, we ha I have a friend right now who is actually in a COVID hotel. Mm -hmm. um, because she flew, I think, to Korea, and she's got to be in the hotel room with her family 
for 14 days. They don't leave the room at all. People drop food off for them. Mm -hmm. That's I how China seemed to work. Yeah, yeah, and I think what had happened previously in Victoria is they did, did have a COVID hotel, and I think they had a spread because some of the security guards, I guess, at the hotels were having sex with some of the patients. Or oh, the my God. The oh, that was supposedly <laughs> what had happened, I think. But I think now they know. They know better. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> men are just... Now they here. know. I love well, um, like, I know in the case of um, Barbados, my friend flew from Italy several weeks ago, and she was supposed to get a test, but Italy numbers start going up, and that's the other issue. Most places demand that you have a negative test within three days. Ooh. The problem is that is that if you take the test three days before, there is no guarantee because numbers are going up, so many tests are being taken, you will get results within three days. That happened to her, but she was taken to, they. I'm sure they had the precaution at the airport, and she was transported to a um, location um, she could stay at a hotel. I don't know what the protocols was at a hotel, but um, before she went to the government facility, they were um, sprayed down, you know, they were sanitized. They were told, you know, these are the rules. They were given meals and snacks. They were told, you know, to wear a mask when outside and don't, con you know, get in contact with people. I think she shared a room, um, but I don't know how the dimension, but everyone, you were tested when you got there and then tested again. And I think everyone cleared out of the hotel. No cost is too much to securities. But so let's roll into the tennis. So as we think about the COVID piece, I think that the realistic I think the idea that tennis is going to return back to normal in 2021 is kind of unrealistic. I think it's very well. Most tournaments are saying that they're going to have a two week event. How are you going to have um, two weeks? You already well, have two I like, well, what, no, I, I think they're going to try to concentrate. I think this is this is the let, look. We all know tennis doesn't doesn't always produce its brightest and best, right? <laughs> it never puts that on the table. Let's be one hundred of all that, right? If there's if there's a fucked up route, tennis is going to take. If there's a fucked up route available, tennis is going to take that. But I think as this is a partnership between players and tournaments, I think the route, as we suspected earlier when we had this discussion earlier in the year. Is that smaller tournaments are gonna get gobbled up? That much is sure, right? I think they're gonna probably try to keep the challenger level is going to some extent, but again, how you get there, there has to be a protocol around this. But tennis is moving across countries and international. Everything about tennis is international travel. So I think the larger tournaments like the Madrids and the Italian Open and whatever, they're gonna try to offer like a more like a Miami and Indian Wells type tournament where you come there, you quarantine and you stay there for a while and then you try to play several rounds. I mean, but the crazy thing That's is that actually you get eliminated. Good idea. It's time it's to a like good idea, but you get eliminated. Tennis is a, you know, in and you're out, you know what I mean? Like but I'm curious, are they going to try to start letting fans back in because that's dangerous? And I feel I like no certain place places will try to do that where others won't, but. I, I don't think any of the places where you have major tennis tournaments outside of Australia, I don't think anybody would allow them to have numbers. Yeah. They, they just can't. Is Australia I mean, planning on having fans? I think they I mean, said limited. They were looking at it. They were looking they were, at it. They were looking at the capacity. Listen, there's no reason for them not to if they have if if wherever they're hosting it has had no. COVID, and right? they've had sporting events there since COVID, right? And they've had crowd because we saw Ash Body at, at an event. 
Yeah, so, they have had a sport. They have had sporting events. That's true. I mean, I think it's actually this should be a blessing in disguise for some, for those people who have been saying that the tennis calendar doesn't make any sense. It's time for us to put like the tours together. I still don't understand why we don't have like a proposed unified tour right now. I thought this was on the table. What happened to that? Well, <laughs> well we, we already know the WTA has finally come around and realized that they should assign points and call the points the name of the tournament. Hey, but, not so, but, but, but not so fast because apparently the WTA the number doesn't correlate with the points. It's just, it's just, it's just for show. It's, you know what I mean? Because one thousand is easier than saying you know, nine hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> like, oh Premier level seventy-two. Thank God. I know we all took credit for that, but we've been bitching and moaning about that number, that game. Well, I, I, I mean, all of us. We should all take credit. Track. For it. <laughs> I know the silent listeners out there do know that you know this is how it is. But before I go in, I haven't even said hello to the fans: Zenobia, Pablo, Tony, <laughs> Deb, Yvette. In case I missed anyone, good night and good day. Welcome to a podcast. Um, <laughs> You know, we've you got straight into the same and um, let we just jump right into the conversation. And in case I missed anyone, you know, lovely drama girl and Angie is here as well. I know I hope I may have forgot other people, you but probably I did. You're horrible, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, I, think I mean, that... I do bring an excellent point, though. I, I do, I do think you would have assumed that in light of this continuing pandemic and situation. And you're talking about the viability of your sport, particularly when you have an infrastructure where you are generally in the same place all the time, that you could probably get, you know, this thing together and be a united front, at least just temporarily, you know, and see this is a, a perfect moment to experiment to see how it can work. But yeah, and it's I not mean, happening, unfortunately. But I, I think like, you know, I think really tennis in 2021 isn't going to look very different from the second half of 2020. It's not. Sure. I don't yeah, think it, I really don't think it is. And if it does somehow look a whole lot different as far as, you know, how players get to a tournament, how they behave once they're there, whether or not there are fans there, um, ball people and lines people. Um, God, I think that'll be a huge mistake. I think it'll be a huge mistake if they try to, take everything back to normalcy quickly. Yeah, they should continue to operate like it's an emergency scenario and say, listen, yeah, I, I mean, I think that everything comes back. I think that people, forward, we should continue to have a, uh, an altered schedule mm -hmm. and we should do as many tournaments together as a group as we possibly can and follow your motto, your, your motto reels of like, okay, we're going to elongate the calendar. So it, like for an, a particular tournament, it's two weeks. And then you truncate the year. You break it up into chunks. I would rather that than to like aggressively try to get your 60 plus tournaments going. <laughs> well, and you know what? I mean, Australia is in a really unique position to be the first major tournament to happen uh, post the beginning of this pandemic. And when we finally know a little bit more than when we started to set the bar and let that be a high bar. Mm -hmm. If they're successful and everyone else doesn't follow yep. their plan, oh boy, 
Well, it's a good, you know what? It's good that it's fallen on their hands because the French will definitely not do it. And the U.S., you know, we can't ever, we can't ever set any bar anymore. Our bars are on the floor. So let's, let's hand it off to the Aussies. <laughs> well, I'm hoping with the incoming new administration in the U.S. that maybe we'll take some things more seriously and, and the bar will be set a little bit higher. But I would have thought that a tiny desk government. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I what I found was really interesting and crazy that I thought you know like for sure these idiots are gonna figure this out that the sporting community would have been pushing governments to be like you need a global response for COVID. I know we cannot operate because I mean this can't be. I know Australia has been doing their little whatever little cup they have down there and France been doing the little something, whatever the case may be. But no one is interested in that. No one's watching that. We don't know these people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like these players, social media, TikTok is getting more views than the actual matches. No, no shade. No. T- I mean, so let's talk about that. But, have you watched anything? Because I mean, I, I've not watched one ball, been interested in it since the French Open. And I wasn't really interested in any of that. I've not watched any tennis. None. Zero. The World Tour Finals final was getting ready to play, and for some reason, I thought it was already over. <laughs> did they have Paris? Did they play Paris, or that was canceled? I have no idea. They did play Paris. Who won that? Um, who won Paris? Mm, I can't so remember now. That, that never happened. Didn't happen there. So y'all have been watching no, that too. It happened, but I didn't remember who who won Paris. Was it Medvedev? Yeah, it was Medvedev. Medvedev won Paris. Yes, Medvedev yes. ended up having a very nice season in the end. Yes, yes. Thank you, Tony. Yes. I mean, we, we should have would have expected that at the US Open, but you know, you weren't interested in any of that. Um, you were trying to check some little girl on the interwebs. But I mean, honestly, I mean, when I looked at the draw, every day I looked at the draw and I saw, hmm. Of these eight players, I'm only interested in Diego Schwartzman. Um, <laughs> do I really want to watch him get a beat down? Mm, not so much. So, I mean, like, I don't mind the Russian boys to extent, but you know, they give me racist vibes. They do, <laughs> and and they're just problematic anyway. Just their attitude and coat. I mean, like, I love Medvedev play a good heel. You know what I mean? Like, he's that wrestler guy who everybody loves to hate. But again. I'm not that invested. And I certainly won't be invested for like, you know, Diva Dallin, Novak, you know, like Pat 58, 60, whatever the shit they're going to try to sell that mess to me for. But I mean, I think the only good takeaway I had from this whole tournament was that Diva Dal yet again was twatted. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But why not? He still didn't get a And I know. I you know the thing is that I know he wants it. He wants it like how everybody wants a French Open. And the tennis gods is just like, no, we don't you care. You can't have this. Basically, I mean, until you give up the French Open, we won't give you this. Exactly. Thing. I mean, they could put Jack Sock in that final and that fool yeah. would lose that match. <laughs> he would lose it. That was not he would triple oh, himself. He would Lovely Java girl says, even with an abbreviated socially distanced season, Novak still managed to <laughs> bank someone in the throat with a ball. 
I mean, can I tell you though? Let's just talk about. Can we talk about the fact that they they stopped Novak Djokovic from winning any slams for the rest? Of the <laughs> got nothing but the Australian Open. As soon as COVID happened, Novak whole season just was an anti-vaxer. But he doesn't get that vaccine. I mean, and you would have thought that COVID would have. He was the one supposed to grab hold. You know what I'm saying? Because no, but the world said absolutely not. We are going to get in your way at every turn because I knew. I, I know. I well, although to be honest, I showed up at that French Open final ready for Novak, Novak to snatch, and I didn't know who that Novak was. I mean, since <laughs> and Rome. I mean, COVID can you imagine that he got treated <laughs> like Dinara Safina. No, <laughs> he, got, he just had a Dinara Safina. <laughs> COVID tennis. You <laughs> need to pretend like this just didn't even happen. Just my season ended at death. That final was embarrassing in multiple. I mean, I mean, I quite enjoyed it. And I know it finds out he's saying he won more, he won more matches than Federer. That ain't shit. That ain't nothing. <laughs> not saying a whole lot, buddy. I mean, <laughs> no, but you know what? What I loved about it was I thought to myself, ooh, this is what it's going to look like when Novak Djokovic loses all his juices. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, the, they all get to a place where they start coming down and they look totally normal again because they go on this weird vibe where they're unbelievable. And then they look back, they come back down to earth. That French Open is a preview of what's Girl, coming. I, I mean, like, I try to wipe that out of my memory. I mean, like, <laughs> Listen to me. And I'm a Novak Djokovic fan in that pairing, but whew, that was But I'm just saying, you know what? I'm just no, saying, you know, like, maybe as a Fed fan, maybe it doesn't think it doesn't sting. But I'm just going to say, you know, like, Fed could be like, you know, whatever. Nadal is getting on my backhand, whatever the case may be. But let me tell you something. Had I been Nola, I would have thrown hands. I would have reached out and thrown that. I mean, like, I you couldn't do that two tournaments in a row. Stop it. I mean, I would have pulled a Serena. I would have made the scene. I would have made a scene on that code. Something. I'm just gonna get you. I mean, listen to me. Can I tell you how? Can I tell you how much we no are? Had three men. We were, were so used to him doing well that I kept waiting for him to get better. I was like, "Oh, here it comes! Here it comes!" And a couple of the Rafa fans that I was following, they kept waiting for him to wake up. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, like it's like when the finish line is there, he's just like, I'm not interested anymore. Nope, nope. Pablo, I mean, that's wrong. Pablo said no, no, they played a serene, play like Serena. Oh, get out, Pablo. <laughs> I have a theory, and generally, my theories are right about Serena. I'm just gonna put it out there Serena's not gonna win a slam until she dressed right. <laughs> I have been watching Serena post maternity, and it's not the body issue, it's not the body, it's the, I'm not body shaming her. But these outfits are <laughs> trash. I mean, every they don't look the ballerina outfit. They're just absolutely horrible, trashy looking outfits. Listen, you can't say that. Fans, listen you to me. You can't say that when these when these ladies are showing up and beating three. I think the only thing that probably looked good was the bodysuit when she played the French Open and yeah, that's that that. that And she had to pulled out. You couldn't even finish that tournament. But I'm just <sighs> simply saying. The fans could come after me and say whatever they want to say. But listen to me. All those things were just ugly, this mm -mm, rubbish. They look like she was, you know what she did? She supersized Olivia's Olympia's clothes. <laughs> they were not meant for her. She I saw one, I remember the US Open, was it the US Open, the French Open when she had this Australian, she had this polka dot kind of print design. Girl, <laughs> you can't wave, you can't wave print. Mm -mm. 
So until you get the outfits right, because ain't nobody gonna give you a cup in that hot mess. It's not gonna happen. You deserve a plate. So get your outfits together, and we're gonna be seeing you winning 24, 25, and then let these girls scramble for the rest. Pablo says she's wearing quick dresses. I mean, Pablo, yeah. See, I'm telling you. I mean, I want to know if anybody in the feed got their own Quakeway doll. You fucking I mean, freak. listen to me. Deb, I, know you, Deb, I think you might be suffering from, you know, recentism. But if you go back to Serena, I mean, Serena was wearing some banging outfit. You know what I mean? Color, fit. I mean, just like, she come with an off-the-shoulder, like, oh, my God. Can, can, tutu. Nope. Not for the court. This is not, don't bring the shit outside. So get your shit together and you're going to win tournaments. Because you don't feel right, you don't play right, you don't look right. So that's what it is. That's I think she probably thinks that she looks really good. Listen, Serena is one of the, of the only people who has a Nike kit that doesn't look like every other fucking Nike kit. Therefore, she's got some input on that design. As sad as it is, look, she probably knows that Venus can contribute. Listen to me. I'm not even listen. Not that Nike is producing anything better for the people below. I'm just simply saying. I'm just. No, you saying. have Serena, and then you have two kits yeah. for every other Nike woman. Serena, it is true that Serena don't look like everybody else, but she can't be out here looking worse than everybody else because, as basic as this outfit is for the other players, Wait. you know what I mean. She's just looking Wait. horrible. Was it the Adidas kit that everyone wore that it didn't fit and the women were like <laughs> making hair tie <laughs> on the back? In some ill-fitting uniform. In some it's tennis couture reels. You don't understand fashion. It's tennis oh, couture. Lord. <laughs> Listen to me. I be watching sports people doing all kind of matter of madness. How did we get here? here? But no. That, that's because Reels has been holding this in. <laughs> clearly. No, no, clearly. He's no. been holding it in for for quite some time. And it, he just said to let it out. It's okay. It's all right. I'm glad you had your moment. It's, it's over. It's over. It's moving over. on. We're moving on. Okay. And I know y'all know I'm telling the truth. And you could run and tell the whole army that. Because I'm waiting for them to get in my mansion. I said what I said. Yeah. And ain't nothing. All right. Okay. Nike okay. doesn't need new designer. They need to find. They, they need to stop designing clothes. Give that to some other company. Some other Adidas. Let Adidas handle that. Nike just make shoes. Let it go, Nike. Well, they should let the slave labor make shoes, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? But you know that's interesting. But that's a whole other topic of conversation. That COVID hasn't stopped capitalism. It hasn't. Listen, it's capitalism not... it remains undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> 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 And this is why I'm afraid of the vaccine, capitalism, you know. <laughs> no, see, I tell you, you're not calculating right. Capitalism re re requires workers. So the vaccine has to work because you still got to get back to work. These people out here talking about, you know, like requires, well, I don't think they care about people. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm just saying it requires labor and you're the laborer. So yeah. they, they, need, oh. they need you to be out there laboring. Mm -mm. They need bias too. So, <laughs> so let's get into the let's let's get into the good stuff. All the all Ooh. the off court stuff that's happened since the last time we gathered, and it's a lot. Is it? Start mm -hmm. us off. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, <laughs> Tobik, you've been, been watching the porn. You've been watching. Let me just say, tennis is about to have a murder in 2021. Maybe <laughs> in 2020. 
They need so that good. Bernard Tolmick is off the hook. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who that woman is, but he was biting somebody's ass. And if you were willing to pay money, you could watch it too. I, I want to know which one of you paid for it. Who paid money to come on and tell us Bernard performed? I don't I think mean, it would have been. Uh, you know what? If anybody in our in our chat feed did it, I, I, it was Pablo. <laughs> Pablo, how was OnlyFans? How was it, Pablo? I don't even listen. This is how pure I am. I don't. I've never heard. I mean, I've heard of OnlyFans, but I've never even done anything. Want to know who told me about OnlyFans? I think you'll be about very OnlyFans. surprised. The person that told me about OnlyFans was none other than our purest Tony. <laughs> Well, that's because Tony has a very, very robust online life. But what is so Tony? So, so Yvette is asking, what, ha, what? When did this happen? So apparently, Tomek's girlfriend posted. Or some Twitter, woman. I don't know whether she's his girlfriend or not. Might just be an actress. Okay. Yes. Posted that if you are so inclined, you could drop. What was it 60 bucks something like that no it was something i don't think it's 60 bucks maybe it's maybe that's russian ruble she meant they ain't about to, <laughs> 60 American dollars to see her and tomek get at it i mean on an only fans account <sighs> i hmm. want to know i i have questions i i just listen i want to know how oh zenobia if pablo three zenobia 15 Zenobia, Tony seems to know a lot. Um, okay, anyways, <laughs> how does this work? Like this whole OnlyFans thing? Like, I seriously don't it's get it. I mean, it is, but is it like, you know, you get, you pay like X amount of dollars and you have unlimited subscription or what? I want to know. Because I might take one for the team if it's, you know, not well, per minute. <laughs> Well, first of all, no, I I, th I, I think say, it's more like the, the the it's a subscription. I don't know actually. Is it like just an account subscription? I mean, I don't know, can... but I know that when I saw this picture pop up in my timeline of this woman and somebody like biting on their ass, I thought that guy looks really familiar, but I don't know why. <laughs> Only fans is home, not it's I bad mean... boy Bernie. Okay, OnlyFans isn't just about porn though. You can no, do no, other things. No, no, it's anything. You, you, you it's like an it. influencer site, right? But it is, but it is, but but it is an adult subscription site though. You have to be an adult to be to go on it. Okay. So monthly subscription um, can range from four ninety nine to forty nine ninety nine, and you can the people who are putting out the content. Supposedly, you can earn between. $1,500 and $7,400, $7,500, based page. on estimate between 1% or 5% of your followers subscribing. What the hell? Earning, I mean, but you, but you know how these, but you know how these metrics work, right? These fake metrics, because at some point, these OnlyFans change the whole pricing situation and the users have no control over the content once they've been posted. Ooh. And also, they have no control over how the money is being paid. Because what was so attractive about OnlyFans in the beginning is that they used to pay you weekly. And then they changed this to monthly, I think, or some mess like that. This is why when you put, you know, you're putting free content onto a page and, you know, like you can't, as not trying to make magical reference here, but when you can't see the brain of an operation, you should be worried about it. 
And I think this is what happens with only. No one even gets that magical reference. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) But when you can't see and you don't have control over much of the operation, but I think uh, people have been doing it and putting out, you know, like, and you're not forced to do it, to do actual, you know, full on, you know, like graphic porn. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people have been complaining about because sometimes follow um, the own of the, 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 um, I don't know what to describe these people. Like the handle, right? The handle, there's been issues the um, in the news. Mm-hmm. The influencer, handler, whatever the case may be, has made promise to say, I will do this, whatever the case may be, and then show some kind of bullshit stunt, whatever the case may be. And then people get upset and they want a refund because there's supposed to be a refund issue and whatever the case may be. So it's all kind of messy. It's been in the news lately because most of, like, most of these things, they run the gamut of being very excited in the beginning and then fall out later on. And particularly, yeah, particularly when money is involved. Same mm-hmm. thing like, you know, YouTube, influencers. I think it was just the tease, though. I think it was just the tease. I don't think anything really happened. I think he was, like, gesturing like he was taking off her bikini. And then... Right, and I think it was, yeah, people do that sort of thing to get people in. I mean, Just granted, to get people to subscribe. Right, but you right, never right. know. It's Atomic. But granted, well, that, I mean, inter- know, well, I, apparently this woman she does it. She does it with all of her exes, which I guess is one way for you to make a business. Is just right. Bring up, I mean, bring like, on your channel. But I mean, like, I don't know if anything came of it because clearly the Australian media didn't run up, no run with it. And I mean, like, you know, you know, what? This is what's so great about Tomac. His your expectations of him is so low, and he's he's done such a good job of like getting people to expect nothing that this was just this was just a blip. <laughs> Just like a- right. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. Tomek doing porn is that surprising? I nope. mean, not even a little bit. What I'm surprised is that he really thinks his body is that somebody's gonna want to see that naked. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Have you seen porn? The guys never look good. It's the women, so I think it's fine. <laughs> I guess it certainly didn't have me thinking. Ooh, I mean, if Sangha has an OnlyFans, you well, get no, a couple dollars. You're, you're- Reels, you're talking gay porn. Gay porn is different. <laughs> the body is probably very important in gay porn. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. In gay porn, people usually have like you know, like <laughs> a decent body. You know what I mean? Like you put out some content, you know, show you're working at your routine and oh god, like influencers are I call them influencers. I mean, like y'all just make mistakes. <laughs> They just well, as a matter of fact, I think the only thing I realize now is having thought about OnlyFans, I'm a little bit upset that it was only Tomic that took advantage of the offseason to do this. Hey, he's as not Pablo just part. mentioned in the chat, maybe we would have paid to see Sangha, somebody else, somebody, somebody awesome, right? But I mean, people have um Instagram, <laughs> and I mean, listen, I mean, porn is the last frontier right out here because I mean, like, you do porn, you fuck up, and nobody's really interested in you. <laughs> Hereafter, right? Really? I mean, I, mean, I mean, I don't think the. I mean, I don't think anymore. everyone. I feel like we've integrated. I mean, the Kardashians, I think, is an anomaly. I don't think people are. And I mean, it was Ray J. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, it was Ray I'm okay. J. I'm okay with us having a controversial tennis player set of tennis players showing up on OnlyFans and other spaces. Do what you I need mean, to do, loves. I mean, if she would, if she did that with Michael Jordan, maybe it might have had some sort of, like, effect, but it's Ray J. So everybody's going <laughs> to say, you know, like, girl, oh you all had a bad moment. You know, this is just a bad moment. I mean, like, you know what I mean? You just say, girl. Hey, like, profit off your bad moment. I'm fine with Girl, that. we all had one of those moments where we had somebody take with somebody who was just like, 
and I mean, according to the reviews, she wasn't even any good at it too. So oh, but you know what? She turned she she turned a lemon into some lots of lemonade. So <laughs> I, I I pray that this never happens to anyone again because she has been a cancer, and the whole family is a cancer on us all. You know what I mean? And part of all many issues. But moving on. But I mean, I don't think I haven't seen anyone on my timeline. I should say who bit the bullet and decided to see that. I think if people, you did, though, please let us know. We yeah. want to know. We want to talk to you. And I think the kind of soft porn players are willing to participate. They could do that on the Instagram. I mean, Diego I mean, where does it all the time. Lopez when you need him, isn't that what George does for you all on his Insta feed? Yeah. <laughs> no denying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, and he got Chad when they when they were in the take. Yeah, where's Chad? But I mean, like, hey, oh, there's COVID. But I mean, yeah, yeah people got I mean, the Instagram. I was, I was in for GoFan on an OnlyFans stream. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that way, they can <laughs> get legit. They can get legit sponsors too, because I mean, these people trying trying to make some money. <laughs> we're talking about how tennis players can make some money through OnlyFans. I still think there's a chance. Uh. Mm. But who would you, who would you suspect would do it though, and who would you like to see do it? Um, I mean, I thought it was a nice ad there. I would totally uh, listen. I, I might drop some cash. And I see think what Delpo about. would do it. I think Delpo would do it. Oh, no one yeah. wants to see that hairy motherfucker. Oh, I don't want to see him, but I think he would do it. Uh, you do? Why do you I think, think Delpo? Because Del Delpo was having sex in the shower with um with with the girl he was cheating on right so I, I feel like he's a little bit of an exhibitionist uh Feliciana Lopez I definitely think would do it Verdasco would yeah. do it no I'm maybe not anymore he seems so conservative now with his no, family maybe not <laughs> I know he would do it. Well, you know what he probably though. wouldn't even have a partner it would just be him like doing things because he's so fucking which American himself. player you think would do it oh, oh Jesus which one would you pay for? Maybe that's a Michael better Moore. question. I would pay for Michael Moore, and he might be strapped for cash. I'm not no no t- no shade on him. Like. Would you watch TFO? Mm, yeah, that's a lot of ass. I would, I would, and abs. But TFO girlfriend would kill him. I know he if he was single, I'd be like maybe he might do a little something. But I, I like I, said, that, I, mean, I don't think these players would go full on out there. They would try to make it seem artistic and all this kind of shit. You know, well, what I mean? Lopez would there, try to make it artistic. Lopez all would definitely do, is get do up it. There and work out. They just have to get out there and do their workout routine. Um, I mean, Lopez was the first one to do like the gray sweatpants. He was yeah. way ahead of the game on that years. Um, and I mean, I like a lot of players have been willing to be naked for the for ESPN body issues. So I mean, like, why not? There you go. But I mean, I think the person Ooh. who's transitioned the most this time, as as Lovey said, is um Gail. Gail Monfils has been like right. all up in Twitch. So I don't. But I think Gail's too private for that. Listen to me. The COVID has an effective gay girl work ethic. Okay, no tea, no shade. <laughs> this is who guy. It's okay playing video games. No, you don't great. gotta be shamed for but it. I, but I actually, but you know what? I actually think Gail is emerging as somebody who could have a really wonderful career post tennis. Yes, definitely, uh, definitely. I would love to see him. Is he still with that file. girl? Yes, he's still with them. That girl is a highly ranked WTA player, and her name is Fidelina. <laughs> so if I, you're right. I totally couldn't remember it. That's why I said that girl. <laughs> but I just, you know, for all fun and games, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at our stream chat. I think Pablo would have an OnlyFans page. <laughs> I think he would probably be really good at it too. He could like be like, "This is how you pronounce." 
It just makes it so sexy. That. I want, I, I want a Love WGA drama girl um, Tennis Sangren would probably do it. I mean, like a lot oh, of... Oh, gross. Of I think a lot of the American players will be strapped for some cash. I mean, like, they got to do I mean, John Qu- or uh, Sam Query did go on Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh, yeah. Mm. And that was about as, as charming as he's ever been for anybody. Right. Nobody know where he is, by the way. I mean, honestly, I saw someone ask us on Twitter. You know what? They never really follow that story. I'm sure he's been snuck back over the border. I mean, I don't care any much about him for that reason. And you see, this is this is precisely why Australia ain't going to let you motherfuckers in there without a vaccine, because of idiots like him. Because people supported him. No one said why he, none of the players came out and said why he did was irresponsible and it fucked no. up. No, I mean, everyone. I think they could imagine themselves equally trapped. So they were all on his side to figure out how to escape a country. <clears throat> then, yeah, I shouldn't have been um, there. Tony yeah, says that Sam is, Sam is still MIA. Didn't he like take a plane out of Russia or something? He, he may not be with us anymore. Because <laughs> he's he supposed to face consequences, like serious consequences from ATP. Because I mean, they had all it's kind a of good things. year. It's a good year to face consequences. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like he's gonna be like, "Well, thanks for telling me I can't go to Australia." Thanks. I well, even like I don't think they know where he is right now. No sanctions. No announcements. He probably doesn't even read his emails. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a non-email reader to me. Oh my god. Yeah, Yvette. No, no sanctions. No, no announcement of sanctions. No sanctions for anyone. Michael Smith would bank. Who the hell's Michael Smith? I don't know who that is. Who is that? Lovely drama girl. You know, look, see, even a scrub that I don't know, girl, nobody watching that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know so we have some other off-court news. Bad oh, yes, that is true. Sorry. Afua mentioned that it seems as though Sam Corey was with the Brand Brothers. Not that we're surprised. Well, but you know we what? Yeah, all three did, of them is MIA. Yeah, he did show up. He did show up with the Brian Brothers um, for like a like a, a party or something and some kind of celebration, I think it was, because it was one of their birthdays. Was this post-escape? Well, it's yeah, gotta be birthday, birthday Andre. It's yeah. gotta be books birthday. Oh, I mean, like it might either be Sam's birthday or the twins' birthday. Yeah, it was one of somebody's birthday. It was somebody's okay. birthday, and I was like, "Oh, so he has made an appearance." That was his, like, that was his subtle way of letting us know he was. Yes, Bree. Um, I would definitely pay to Michael Moe, and I've already said it, Bree. And you better keep your crusty hands. Michael Moe needs me to do his hair, though. It's so dry. So who will be looking at that hair? Listen, I'm gonna get him. looking at that head. If Michael, if Michael Moore get an OnlyFans page, who's looking at his head? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Janina looks at the weirdest thing. Like, Like, how are his teeth? Are his teeth okay? Because when we range from Andy Murray, what Andy Murray used to look like, Nishi, um, Nishikori, and um, Gal, trust me, Michael is all right, it's good. Very good. We, we, oh, we she meant Mo. Okay, because I was like, wait, I know I don't watch a lot of Challenger tennis, but I've never heard of Michael Smith. Thank you for clarifying. Okay, <laughs> Michael Mo. Okay, well, yes, of course, Michael Mo. Definitely. But you're right, lovely drama girl. All of these American players become like Smith. Like it's just like I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> Like, no, <laughs> she, she, I was thinking we were really out Unless of touch. I mean, players. I know I'm out of touch. The black but players, damn. we can even identify. Listen, reels. You, you, Brie, asking people to take for reels to leave their man alone is like reels is on everyone's man. Most of all, I know Brie ain't trying to check me for some man, but you know I'm just gonna protect. He cleaning up for the fans. In the, in, <laughs> he played it up, Brie. You know, give you, you know, gas it up. Brie has her faves. Actually, you know what? We were so we were so sexist. We picked no women. 
For what? OnlyFans? I'm here yeah. for Sveta. I'd pay for that all day. You already know. <laughs> you don't want an OnlyFans. You want a hotel room for Sveta, Janina. Maybe Both. That's- I want to be a part of the OnlyFans with a piece of the cash in the room with Sveta. That's what I'm I want. sorry, ladies, but I've just... I mean... I can't think of a lady I'd be like... I mean, well, I of course you can't. I would think so. I think Sloan would be fun on OnlyFans. Oh no, she, we've already she, seen I mean, her she, soft she, porn. It's bad. It's gonna be fun though. You know, have fun. have fun with it. You know what I want to see the lady at the WTA do? I want to see them do like a sex talk show. That's what no, I want. Why? Why? It'd be full of vanilla ice cream. But I mean, like, it would just be hilarious just to see them have like a round table discussion about sex and the boys around and whatever. That's what I would pay for the OnlyFans for, con- for like, Tony, you know, so like cool. the articles. <laughs> I pay for the articles. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is actually really fun. Tony, I- Tony says Sloan would overact. Oh, I mean, she would like a dozen of them damn pictures and she would totally have on a bad day. Overact and then block you. I don't know why you've been drinking over the holiday, but you're getting shadier than ever. Okay. That is so true. <laughs> so, okay. So, what other women? Like, mm, let's think about this. That's a good question. I, I know Tony wants a Serena OnlyFans. Does he though? I don't know. I mean, she has the body for it. I mean, like you know what I mean. Like she has that look. She and the personality. I think. Serena and the personality. Really she can really sell. She'd have a lot of fun. Um, what about Venus? I think Venus would be more fun than Serena. No, Venus would be selling me shit. I'm like <laughs> Venus and <laughs> v- Venus and Grigor. <laughs> She'd be selling me some goop. I don't mind just in goop, Serena. Venus. She'd be like, look at goop. how this does on his face, rubbing him in skincare. <laughs> Listen to me. I am surprised I, I didn't even see. I would pay for a Venus and Grigor. Actually, I do like that. I, I, think I, might as well. I am surprised we didn't put out Kavitova. We know Kavitova got an OnlyFans out there. Oh, oh she probably does. She probably has four of them. Mm. <laughs> Leave my All with married men, Kavitova does. <laughs> Listen, Grigor would be fun. That would Grigor be so would be fun. fun. And Grigor, Grigor would be, be Grigor would be all doing the dances. He'd be he would trying dance. to dance. <laughs> and you know, and you know who Grigor else would have one? Yeah, Yams, Yastremska, whatever her name is. That oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah she, she I'm sure she got one with her face in it. She could try what out. Does, she could try out black makeup. What does uh what does a Sharapova OnlyFans page look like? <laughs> trying to sell you something and she has all the clothes. Is she on. also trying to sell you something? Look yeah. at Deb. Deb is right. Deb said she'd pay for Gregor. I kind of would too. I think we all would. Ooh, Garby. <laughs> but who would who would Mar- Muguru? Mar- Mar- give me that money. You're wasting that money. Oh, Grigor. listen. I can't believe we've I can't believe we've we've we missed the most obvious choice for OnlyFans as a man. Skitterer? Stan, Stan Rodinka. Oh, oh my God! You know that might be creepy. There might be a child involved. <laughs> Look, I shouldn't say child. A teenager. How's that? Teenager. Teenager. Still a child. Somebody's baby. Kerber. No, Kerber would be such a prude. No, Kerber looked like no Kerber. No Kerber. No, that's the fun. I mean, I think it's the usual suspects, the really fun live. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm not imagining like it being like overly, you know. No, like, it doesn't have to be sexual, but it could be fun. Right. Pablo, fun, how know, do you know this? What is what is he not telling us? Because I've never thought that of Stan. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo, this is a G-rated show. Cut it out. 
What did he say about that? This is why I said that Pablo would have an OnlyFans page. I know. Bria's already gone down there. Bria's gone already. She's already seen Kerber and Muggs in together. That's actually not a bad. That's not a bad tease. Kerber and Muggs? Are you serious? That's disgusting. That's great. Kerber doesn't even have any boobs. You obviously have never read fan fiction, Janina. Go fix that. (laughs) No, I don't Um, like fan fiction. I think it's weird. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Deb That's says the woman, there's the woman on the Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> I hate Harry Potter fan fiction, though. I only like the books. Janina Draga, how dare Deb get your friend? Deb, come get your friend, okay? Probably not. It's not going to be that kind of dialogue. That retired that did the ESPN Body Magazine. Who's stupid? What's his name? I can't even think of it right now. Bridge. Tomas Burdich, yeah. But oh, different. Right. like I said, oh, right. players have been yeah. athletes would be. I am surprised athletes are not out here doing it since they're so very comfortable with Bree knows me so well. But Burditch, yeah, he would be fun. I think that uh yeah, I think Burditch would you know listen, we think I don't think he's the, the, the smartest, you know, thing. Well, we don't need them. Not the be. sharpest crayon at the box. But. <laughs> but you know what? This is a very viable business for the, that group. They have very nice bodies. I mean, they need post-tennis players. I'm surprised at least. Carmelo, Anthony, and Venus? Mm, listen, don't, don't sleep on Venus. About? Don't sleep on Venus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm what's Venus going to sell Carmelo Anthony, though? No. <laughs> skincare, skincare routine. What's, what's the opposite? I mean, she's going to sell something. Oh my Tony, he would wear a turtleneck. <laughs> now, we need that turtleneck pulled turtleneck all the way up to his face. We need that full up to his hairline. That's why we need that turtleneck to do. Petra uh, and Stepanek. Oh my God, we went down a dark hole. Okay, we have Ooh. to go back out. I yeah, don't know, this so. hole's fun. Only but... fans. <laughs> 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 Only only fans, I can't do it. So basically what I want them to do is I want them to create a tennis player channel if there is such a thing or capacity on OnlyFans. And I'd like I all the create that. over there. So tell them. No, tell, they tell can't them even get us to watch yet. tennis. They can't. We don't even know where to go and enjoy tennis, which mm-hmm. I thought would have been so easy considering what's going on now. You know what I mean? Like we have a central place that would get some. Nope, nope. These people are not interested. Bree in says, "Let's bring this back to sexy people." Who are your sexy <laughs> people, Bree? <laughs> I mean, I, she wants a Frenchie. Who? I mean, like Gilles Simone has chicken legs. Only no. one word. Song. No, no, nobody is picking feet. Gilles Simone for anything. No, I can do all. I can see all the tennis players. I can see okay, all the you, players. I mean, oh yeah. I'll probably I'll forget that. Like he knows something. I. This is weird. <laughs> I need. To see pay you golden fans account. <laughs> the only thing really pretty about him is his cheekbones and his hair. Benoit. Benoit. Oh, oh, Benoit. Oh, yes. Basically, I pay for Benoit. I just pay for I mean, first of, all, first, first, of all, sure. first of all, we know that the French players definitely have sex videos, dick pics, and all that kind of thing on their phone. We know that for sure. Without any doubt, they oh have God, that you... content on their phone. Who's the one guy? Yeah. Who's all who is he? Oh my god, he has bad teeth. Who is it? Oh, he's French. And he's for oh, sure no, not this gay. Is is, no, no. This White is guy, blonde hair. Oh, gosh. He not almost beat me. Novak at the U.S. Open several years ago. It was such a great match. And then he lost. He oh. Hangs. oh, my God. I can't think of who it is. Come on. Name some French people. 
Is it a young player or older veteran player? Well, now he's probably middle. Pui. Pui. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Luca Pui. Pui. Luca Pui. Luca Pui. Oh, I'm okay with that. I just want to do the channel, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I would just subscribe to Benoit just eating, so... I mean, Benoit could just like get his hair done, get his beer combed, get his hair colored, <laughs> you know, cook food. He doesn't even have to do anything. Get wet. Like, he has to stay out of the COVID lifestyle bubble. Brand. He has COVID. <laughs> Anywho, that's Bartoli. <laughs> Bartoli. Oh, God. You know what? I'm Stop okay. It, Isn't she having a baby? What? Is it oh, Bartoli's having a baby? You know what? Can I tell you? Do you know what was a missed moment? A missed moment was that damn talk show that um, Bethany Maddox Stans was doing. We should have been kept up on these news. I didn't know what did she have her baby? What happened? Like, did anyone did that did that talk show still? Is it Stephanie Maddox Stans had a baby? No, but I was saying that it would have been nice if they had kept that talk show and give us tennis tea. Oh, I don't know. No, Bethany Maddox Stans. She was doing a talk show. Remember, it was was (laughs) who has a gay husband, Pablo? What are you saying? (laughs) <laughs> mm. Gofan and 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 um Gofan. I, I still and, think um, Gofan is gay. I don't care what anybody says. And uh, listen, you just need to get used to European players. <laughs> oh, they you know, European? There's a song like that, listen, you know, right? I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna out the person that said this to me because I don't want anyone to make any prejudgments. But someone who, not so much anymore, but used to be quite popular on Twitter and, you know, in the tennis scene a lot, said to me one time, he's very European. And I'm like, well, what, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? Like, I had never even heard the term. He's well, like, well, European men are just different, you know? They, yeah. They're more open and liberal sexually, but don't necessarily consider themselves gay or bi. They just, you know live and have sex and i was like i remember like oh wow really no, no. <laughs> is that go fun no we've all established whatever the, whatever we know i think it's different we've all this we've all know that whatever people believe about themselves isn't necessarily true in reality right you can believe all manner of things about yourself and european men supposedly it isn't that they're very free sexually it's just that they're just free in the aesthetics that's why they're typical when people say, oh, it's not gay. He's just European. And the, the and idea I mean, is that this man can wear, be I think that to mean that they're open to sex with... No, it just means mm-hmm. that they can wear skinny jeans and be... The the way skinny oh, jeans, see, exactly. I misunderstood. I didn't... And carry a, a pocketbook and, you know, yeah. like... I thought that thing. meant that they were open to sexual acts with mm-hmm. either sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. learn something new every day. <laughs> but generally... All right, so for... Moving on, there's some more off-court drama. Moving away from our fantasy-only you pages, Alexander Zverev has got all kinds of stuff surrounding him right now. He's got baby mama drama, ex-girlfriend drama, did he beat her ass drama. What do we think of all this? And for once, it's nothing to do with his tennis, and he's allegedly playing good tennis and the tennis is supposedly good i don't know i haven't watched any of it but well somebody say something (laughs) i mean he got some good news and he got some bad news or he got some bad news and even worse news depending on how you're gonna look at it okay let's first talk about the baby mama drama so apparently this woman says hey 
I had a baby it was Zverev. And everybody's kind of like, wait, what? Not having. I mean, she's she's having a baby. Or she's, she's having. having. She's so having. my question is, do we know if this is even true? Has he owned she's this? He's admitted it. He has admitted, He's admitted it. it. Yeah. So how old is Mr. Zverev? 22 at Two? the most. Yeah, because he just was at the World <laughs> Final, the, 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 the Children Cup. What did we learn first? That he's maybe a physical abuser or no, we a, learned about the baby, baby daddy? Yeah, yeah, the baby, about the baby. Tony and Pablo say he's 23. Okay, maybe yeah, he he's 23. Yeah. So so he has this child coming. Yep. Um I don't expect the child, honestly, to have much of an effect on his career. It sounds like they're not together and he'll probably pay some money, but I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, the girl said she didn't want him in her life. Yeah. I don't see this. This isn't something that's going to be, you know, a big deal. What it, it's the Tom Brady situation. I don't get that reference. Ooh. Explain. Yeah, Tom Brady was with somebody else. And yeah, Bridget Moynihan, I think her name is. What? Yeah, and he was with Giselle. Yeah. Well, he left her. He left his pregnant girlfriend and got together with somebody else. Hmm. So okay. I don't think this is like. It's just. It is what it is. Giselle. It just seems like a piece of something, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna say this because my baby daddy is semi-famous. I don't know. Do we call him famous? No, no, no. Because. No, no, no. no. It, it is his child. There is yeah, no I, I get yeah. that, but it's, it doesn't seem to be like really big news. It's not big news. Because, only because because she's, she's on Instagram and she they're not together. And I think he didn't acknowledge it publicly for a while. And then she said, yes, I'm pregnant. And that's the thing. There's not, there's not a big controversy around it at all. And then that wasn't even the bigger news because then the domestic abuse allegations came out right came after that. Right after the domestic so. abuse. And then, so that all came out. And then we had... Ben's article. Mm. Well, I think the domestic abuse were we were if you were sort of tracking context. it. it was kind of no, I'm just saying if you were tracking the domestic abuse piece, it was just kind of floating on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think she, the girlfriend was make Olio was making statements on Instagram, but I think the final kind of confirmation of it is when Ben did his piece for Racket Magazine, where he went and interviewed Olia and. Um, and the family that she's staying with in New Jersey. How That's weird was it. that? I mean, I the thought article. The, the article was, it's interesting. It's an interesting piece to me because as long as, and this is sort of weird because I don't know what to do with it. As long as she is not going to pursue any kind of both financial or larger damages in any other capacity, mm -hmm. It's always going to play out as if it's, and it always probably will as a, as a he said, she said situation, right? It's always going to play out like, okay, I'm going to sit down and tell my story. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what that article was. But what I found weird about that piece, as, as detailed as it was and all of those pieces, is that it wasn't an investigative piece. Mm. Right. He didn't approach it as... If I, I mean, if you're going it was to a gossip you, piece, it, it it read like a gossip piece as opposed to somebody who had done investigative journalism and and had, had, had interviewed other sources. Mm -hmm. All of his sources are her family, are her family, friends. her friends, her sources, her inner circle. Yeah. Um, however, 
However, didn't he say that he tried to reach out to Zverev's I mean, people? That makes successful. sense. But if I'm, but if I'm, but the reality is, and this is the sad case of it, unfortunately for somebody like Ben, is that if I am in a situation as serious as this, I'm not in, I'm not being interviewed by Ben. I'm not right. going to go for my story, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I listen, I don't but think, if you question, I don't Henry, think it's not true. I don't think it, I, I think have a question is, though. I let's, think there's let's, something there. Let's pause for a moment. You're saying, you know, if this is my story, Ben isn't the one that's going to get the interview. Who gets the interview? Legit, who do we take? Who do we take? Christopher who, Clary. Clary. I give it to Christopher Clary. I give it to somebody who has more weight than someone who has been perceived as um, taking the easy way out with with storytelling and investigative journalism. I, I, I would go with someone with a little bit more weight if I want this story to be taken truly seriously. to back it up. And I would, I, would, I would go to I would go to the hotel and I would get footage. Yeah, exactly. I would get footage from the hotel. I would try to get um I would try to get multiple confirmations. I would not I would not present it as simply one detailed story. Not to say that she is not telling the truth. She very well could be telling the truth, but I wouldn't cover it in the way that he has covered it. Right. I would surround the story more. I would get as many voices because he has access to the ATP and some of the events happened around ATP events. Right. So I would also seek to get some of that information as well. That struck me as a kind of real blind spot to the way he presented that. And so I don't need her to go to the cops. I don't need any of that. But if like, if you're covering it from a sports perspective, which is what he is doing, there's oh, some totally. liability on the ATP side because some yeah. of this stuff happened where she was at. And I mean, because Ben is supposed to be one of their top journalists. Like no, everybody no, knows no, who Ben is. No, no we're not no. gonna say top, top in what sense? What, what is the definition of top? I mean, because no, because he hasn't presented top work his ever. His name, no, his name. I mean, every he's every in tennis Twitter. No, life. no, I don't think that's true, Reels. No. We, I, I really don't think that's true. He is known among the players. Every the tennis circle knows his name. That's what I say. Like honestly, I I think when we talk about tennis journalists, tell me who do you think of? Tell me who but, do you think of. First of all, you know. First of all, you know. I don't want. I don't want us to think about it in terms no. of how we think about no. it. I mean, in the no, je- in I, the grand I, scheme I, I of things, if you were to talk to players or people who look for tennis news with people who are associated with big media outlets who do you think of i think ben is obviously he's ben is affiliated with the new york times so obviously he's right. somebody that you would associate with tennis journalism i don't think though that people associate ben with good tennis journalism. no i didn't say good i'm just Solid saying tennis, tennis in general so yeah. that's that's my point but tennis but you see we have you're giving tennis the sort of weights as you would probably give something like NBA basketball. No, NBA, absolutely not. NFL. I think tennis journalism no. is shit. Exactly. Are you kidding me? So it's shit all so around. But that doesn't that make him any less. First of all, I'm not but sure I would have even. Given. Well, I, I, well, wait, wait, wait. Why are we even going down this road? I'm just saying that the reporting of the story is different. For me, that piece I didn't think was a successful piece, right? Because I thought it was salacious, and I think it trucked. It, tra- it trafficked in rumor. I think if you want to approach this more seriously, you don't make it a tit for tat. 
you make it a systems issue as well. You make it about the company. You make it about what the ATP needs to be doing. You make it about something more substantial than I went and chat with this woman in right. her, in, mm-hmm. in, 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 and in her kitchen. He made it personal. Yeah, and the story wasn't grounded in anything. The story wasn't grounded in anything because going in, what was made abundantly clear from the beginning of the story, right? That one, she wasn't going to pursue this any further than this, right? That she wasn't going to go to the police. She wasn't going to seek, allegedly at this point, damages. She was just telling, allegedly, her side of the story. Right. Not that there was a counter side of the story. Not that there was a counter story to combat. She was telling a story. And that was what I thought was interesting because it's not like... Zara was out here saying, you know, like she is this kind of person or something like that. Right. And also, the story wasn't grounded in anything, like beyond as Andrea pointed out, like <clears throat> it just being a, it, it's just being trafficking in rumor. The story didn't step, didn't ground itself in like a larger history of the systematic problem of women following guys around and tour. Because those are questions that have come up before. It hasn't fallen around abuse that happened on tour. And in fact, tennis literally have a case of domestic abuse right now going on in court and none of that was even mentioned or even put in the story because what people took from this story was for the atp to have an action to take action and they didn't push for that for um bashvili i'm saying his name wrong bashvili, yeah nicholas mm-hmm. bashvili the georgian player no one's saying anything other than he's literally in court for this specific matter so let's talk about what the real issue is here Although a piece of the issue is the story, right? Um, And bad journalistic ways. The big story is how is the tennis governing bodies handling this in comparison to other governing sport bodies? Um, Is there a difference between how, Tennis is an individual sport. Do we see a difference between individual sports and how they handle accusations and or proof of domestic abuse as opposed to a team sport where there are unions and things that are in place to hold players accountable? And we did a little bit of research and we found that there is a definite difference. And this is actually an opportunity for tennis to make some changes for the good because when we started talking about this amongst ourselves and, and, you know, how did we want to approach this conversation? Ultimately the problem is that the response from the ATP and the ITF is non-existent. They're not really saying anything. Nobody's talking about this. You apparently have been going into interviews with into the interview room with players asking, are you pro Sasha or anti Sasha because of this? Like that's what is happening, but we're not seeing a blanket statement um, from the tennis people. Yeah. There was saying not about it, but just kind of about conduct. Conduct. Right. And you know, we know, we know the rules on this podcast. We have studied them thoroughly and they're very generic and they're very, uh, they're very blanketed. They cover a wide range of things. You can make one tennis rule apply to 10 to 20 different situations. They're very easy to bend. They're very easy to manipulate. So it's really interesting to me. Um, 
how it's, you know, how it's been handled as a sport, because the ATP isn't really saying anything. But when you have a situation like this in the NBA, in the NFL, they are not, they're definitely not model examples by any means, but we have more of a course of action. Um, and I think this is a good opportunity for tennis to take itself there. But it seems like the trend is when you have a sport who is comprised of a bunch of athletes, but they themselves are individuals, not part of a team. When you have an issue of domestic abuse, it really just kind of gets ignored and swept under the rug. So, you know, we talked about how sponsorships may be taken away and things like of that nature may be pulled out, but the governing body of the sport doesn't say anything. We're seeing that right now with Zverev, with Bashasvili. We have seen this for many, many years, well over a decade with Floyd Mayweather, who is the highest paid athlete in the entire world across all sports, who we know, who we know is a repeated offender of sexual and violent offenses, but we still pay all this money to watch him fight. Motherfucker can't even probably read, but we still support him because nobody talks about it because there's nobody to punish him really. But when you have a situation, you know, Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys, who was um, allegedly involved in a domestic abuse, abuse, a scandal was suspended for X amount of games without pay. And like, there are protocols in place that deter this. So the question is, does tennis need to do more? Do individual sports need to do more? I think the sports that have things in place need to do more. For example, the NBA doesn't have a, a specific clause that addresses domestic violence, but they do have a code of conduct that um, will provide reprimands should you be involved in some type of felonious case. So you will, you know, lose time, but should you, there's, there's so much here. So let's, let's, let's unpack that. Well, let me, let me start off by first saying that domestic abuse isn't handled in society writ large properly or adequately or even seriously. So I've, I, I don't find it surprising that in the professional setting that it will, that there is some, that there will be some sort of explicit rules to handle this matter. So often in, in domestic abuse, even from the police showing up, from the justice system, um, it's, it's also very skewed towards um, the man given the right as opposed to um, women are further victimized, et cetera. Um, we don't even talk about the fact that men can be victims of domestic abuse. So there's all kinds of problems within the discussion and handling of domestic abuse on the whole, as opposed so that it that it being so problematic within sporting agency is even more so. And specifically with this case, if if we do be more specific, I think again, I think the ATP is going to be hard pressed in doing something because the victim doesn't want to do anything and there is no proof. The article mm -hmm. doesn't provide any real proof of anything happening. Right. I mean, I don't know. They can conduct their own investigation, but in order to conduct their own investigation, there has to be something that do they have rules in place to trigger said investigation. And we know tennis investigation is sloppy at best in many other instances outside of the situation. So I think what people have been pushing for and I think what I've noticed across sports on a whole. It's people are pushing for the the the, um, the mob reaction. I guess that's how people might 
by tracking this being that there not be some rules in place. Floyd Mayweather keep getting the money in whatever case may be because the system at large don't give a shit about domestic abuse, right? They're all happy for a man knocking on because there is money to be made from Floyd Mayweather. Now, tennis is a niche sport. Tennis doesn't get that much, you know, recognition. You know what I mean? People are interested in Raja Federer, et cetera. Um, but, you know, tennis isn't on the same scale as soccer, boxing, football, et cetera. So ATP isn't really in a position or even feel compelled to even do anything at this point. Because, again, all they're going Isn't to that say sad? But, again, but from a legal point of view, though, again, from their point of view, if they had to take some action against Sasha, there has to be legal standing for them to do so because he can turn around and sue them. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the, the situation as it stands at this point, it's Oleg's story it's versus hearsay. Sasha's story. It's he said versus she said. And, again, I don't. It, this doesn't matter whether I think what she's saying is wrong or whether she's saying it's true. For, for the most part, I do think what you're saying makes complete sense. But again, me saying something on the street and putting this about doesn't necessarily trigger an investigation of my boss unless it, unless it relates to something that happens at work specifically, right? In terms of like, that's going to affect the work product itself. Now, they had some situation on their whole um, domestic dispute People again, society usually treat domestic disputes as you know, they had a little spat. Mm-hmm. They usually treat it as they don't take it seriously. So that they I don't, although you give, them a, you give them a you give you give you you already have demonstrated that there's a part of this that I think that should have been explored, which is I think the part that is um that I regret wasn't taken up by a reporter, which is that some of these events were happening around the actual ATP and ITF events. Right. And so there is reason for you to talk about people being safe at an event and the event in some sense being culpable or responsible, depending on how far you want to go. So if I were this sporting body, I would be investigating what Olya has said based on what has happened at that event, right? Because then there is room for them to say, this is something that occurred while you were not really under our protection, but it happened at um, at the space, just like just like Jeannie was able to sue them because of what was going on. But, with but her. that happened and, at the grounds, though. This but no, but, it, but, it, but but this is what I'm saying. You don't know. The question is, she's never. I mean, according to her, the abuse is, was happening for quite some time. She recounted an incident where it happened at a hotel, right. but was it a player hotel? What was the relationship there? I mean, like I think, and was it on the grounds? Because she also claimed it happened while it was while there was another event happening. So I just think that there are opportunities here for the ATP to to take some license to mm-hmm. figure out how they want to deal with this. But I think you're not going to get the ATP to do this if you don't turn your attention to that as a reporter. Right. Like you need to take a systemic approach to this rather than a, I want people to put in their hashtag, I stand with Alex, I stand with Oya. Those are dumb. I mean, let's be honest. How are you standing with people? You don't know any of these people. Right. But the thing, like, like that to me feels like a completely emotional and completely extreme reaction. Which is what like happens that. often in domestic Yeah, and you, you go down this weird road. But these people cover tennis as professionals. These are professional events you have the ability and you have the license to call up and talk to people who have put on various events where some of these things happen. That's your responsibility as a reporter. That's the kind of that's the kind of reporting I want you to be doing. Just like how when things happen on te- in tennis, they always ask the individual player 
And then they know the fans are going to attack the player. Mm-hmm. And then the pushback is such that those players shut down and they no longer speak. Why do we make it individual? Why don't we talk about it from a systems perspective? If you want the ATP to issue a domestic violence policy, you need to push on them to do that. You have the capacity to do that. You can't get France frothed up against individual players. I just think that in, a, in the kind of media environment we have, that is irresponsible journalism. And I've never appreciated that approach. Like particularly when, we don't, when they haven't given us all of the information, speak. you haven't done a solid enough investigation or reporting for us to even be able to make such a call. And I think well, the other thing is, it's a play. The other thing is, you could think about it. Like, think about it from a player side. You could also, you could also say, you know what? We're part of the players' council. We should have a code of conduct policy yeah. ourselves. Like the journal, the the tournament may not need to, but you yourself could decide what those parameters are. Because guess what? This also came up with Justin Gimbelstab, right? Mm-hmm. This it was a domestic violence case there as well, and that's the first trigger. Is that person was on the leadership team, and that was a whole set of things where should he have been able to come back? There was that. That was when that first question was raised, and guess what? He was allowed to come back, and people were really, really committed to that. So the the legitimate question is like. What should be the code of conduct for us as professionals? And you all can agree to it. The players could all vote on it. Like that's a thing that could be pushed. But again, I think the Justin Gimbel's time story again, there was legal. There was legal reasons, but 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 even as it became clear that he had been found like to have committed domestic violence, Mm -hmm. they didn't choose the the actual sporting body didn't choose an approach. They, they, you know, they you were know what? and compelled to like say, okay, you have to go, but they were reluctant to let him go. So I would think to myself, if you, if there's some sort of courts, that, cause that's the way we're saying now, right? The reason why the ATP doesn't have any license to say anything is because she has chosen not to pursue anything. But in the Justin Gimlisov case, some, they did pursue, there was some sort of judgment and the ATP didn't respond to that either. So I well, don't actually think that that's I, even right. an out for that conversation. I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not even looking for, first of all, I mean, let me be clear here. I'm not even thinking the ATP would even make a decision against Sasha, even if they did investigation. I'm just simply saying the steps that they think they would be needed to even take up the issue. And yeah, I think they would have to be forced to, then to do They something. would have to be forced to do this. And yeah. I think at this point, they, there's no impetus for them to do They don't want to do it. They don't want to They don't want to do it. But I think you're pointing to something that is really important here, Andrew, that I think that would go back to the story and miss this. And I think the larger discussion of this situation misses this, is that they're making this an individual player thing. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot, there were, there were, I had a lot of questions about that story. That why is this little girl, how this little girl got on tour? Where was the protection for these young women that are coming in and out on tour? And I think probably because, and I know the ATP got a lot of stories because Donna Vekic and um, Stan. Yeah, they should have done an investigation. They should have done an investigation into that because, you know, there was a young woman running around with a, a, a fully grown man who was married. And I think maybe this is where we might be having, do we only know the story that happened at the hotel? Maybe the hotel almost becomes like a neutral zone, right? That way all things, manner of things are going on and then the ATP is turning a blind eye away from that situation. Well, yeah. And the ATP like doesn't want to open the can of worms yeah. because, and players like this ambiguity because it allows them to get away with murder, basically. And I think this is what this is where ATP is because if they they want to avoid liability, they want to avoid having to handle players 
most are beyond the realm of where they have to. They're just interested in getting dealing with players once they leave the player sanctioned hotel to get to the tournament. That's where they're most concerned of. And they're leaving the tournament directors, perhaps, or the hotel management to set whatever rules and regulations and to deal with situations quietly when they arise. Because I am sure there's a lot of problems that have been going on in the ATP and probably the WTA as well that people have just been ignoring and they're not knowing. And I think much of what has been discussed about this story with Sasha is missing that framing. Is that this situation is a systematic, could be a systematic problem, a system-wide problem. And y'all are just focusing on the Sasha situation and not necessarily... Well, the system issue would be bigger, right? Because then you have to deal with people who show up. Remember, this was an issue with the gambling. When people are like, all kinds of folks are surrounding players. All kinds of people are on site. All kinds of folks are there betting folks, people that shouldn't be on site because it makes it seem as if the tournament is, in some sense, colluding with bad behavior, right? I've been sponsored by betting company now. Yeah, and you're compromising yourself in multiple ways, which is why it's okay for you to just like say, this is about Sasha. But I think if you want this, if you want to deal with this responsibly, I think you need to make it more than about Sasha. I think you need to make it more about, this is a group of men who may or may not be behaving well and what is the liability if they cross the line for us as um, as a sport, for us as a group of people or as a community that we supposedly are, you know, because that's the other thing that tennis does, right? Tennis does that family BS, mm-hmm. which allows it to let all kinds of things go. But when it comes time for really for them to really deal, because remember, my very first kind of venture into the tennis backstory thing was with the sexual abuse allegation around around the coaches, right? Let's not even talk about the fact that some of these men are coaching very, very young girls, very impressionable, have too much power and too much authority, and weird things are happening. And so I really believe that they have to have- This is the real reason why the WHA has an 18 years old limit. Yeah, I mean, and so we have to talk about- Because they are burning out. Yeah, but I think the thing is, I think we have to talk about a player conduct clause and within that player conduct clause should be domestic violence, should be sexual assault. It should, should encompass all, all of these kinds. things. Yes. It has to encompass all of these things. And you have to take, you have to go really deeply in it. If you think that it's fine, fine, make this just a single Sasha issue. And then Sasha figures out a way to deal with this and it goes away, which it most likely will in the sense that somebody will settle and it will quietly go away, but you will still have the same issue, which is you did not take a systems and and a kind of approach to this as a company. Like what's the best way for us to make sure that people are safe, are able to do their sport um, in a safe safe environment? I mean, the the only outlet right now is a sponsor. The sponsors who usually have clauses, they're the only ones who can actually punish Sasha, which I'm assuming is the is the punchline for Ben and the way that he's reported that piece is he's trying to make sure that Sasha's punished maybe by a sponsor, which is one approach. But if you want tennis to be better, I think you've got to try to focus on something else. You've got to try to figure out how do you take a different angle on this such that the sport itself is um, is forced to take responsibility and not just the individual players because individual players will hold all kinds of positions on it. And I don't necessarily need to know what that is. And I don't need to so, go about it in that way. But as an organization, there should be at least some approach to that. But now that Andy Murray is here and is 
the w is the is the feminist on tour maybe andy murray is he has he returned to the players council is he back on the players council he could potentially raise this as as a policy initiative that he 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 they should establish they could create some policy around like player behavior and then you could agree on things like if you do this then you're going to be suspended this what this we, amount of what or this amount of tournament or something like that we as a human entity need a sport that has a big following and governing body already in place to take the lead on this and we don't have that to be honest we don't well you, well, you could right if if Djokovic was really serious about ppta as as a body that was actually really <laughs> going to be about protecting people no but let's think about it like if he had been if he if that we is the best forum for the situation yes you're right but right if we could have if he was somebody we could have taken seriously that could have been the competing body right that could have been a body that says you know what we want to make sure people are safe. We want to make sure they're safe with COVID. We want to make sure they're safe with all of these things. These are the things that we want. Instead, that was just about bargaining for cash, right? Which is not a bad thing, but it didn't include all these other elements, which it could have been, right? That that's probably your only other option. And it, right? and it didn't, and it, and it was, it was, it, it, it was. And Here's I'm surprised the thing. that the women is, are not taking the lead on this conversation. They're not going to take the lead on the conversation. Women are never going to take the lead on this And you know what? And they, they should not. They should not. That is not. This is about men's behavior in this moment. The women don't need to take the lead on this. The mm -hmm. men can take the lead about how to be better at this. The women but, should not lead here. And they, but, we have situations. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me be clear. Let, no, let me be clear. Let me understand this correctly. Why is it that you're saying that women shouldn't take the lead on this? Because, because in this moment, is, she said. In this, in this moment, moment, the onus is always women teach men how to be. No, 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 no. That's not men. what I'm talking about. No, no, no. That, I'm not talking about teach men how to behave. But I think I'm surprised that women haven't been able to push for some, these kind of policies. Well, you know what? If if the women in tennis don't push for any policies, well, period. Well, well, let's be honest. If this was maybe something that was impacting a WTA player. I could Maybe. see how then the, there would be room for the WTA to emerge. There's no reason for them to get their hands dirty in this. And moment. I wouldn't go in here if I don't because, need. Because, I wouldn't because, touch this with a ten foot Because the re sorry, let me just say because one of the things. Sorry, yeah, we I, jumped I, down on your throat. No, <laughs> like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm always here for you know being corrected. You know, I am not the world's favorite feminist, Andy Murray. But you know what? I, as we were discussing this, I thought this was really interesting because. As this situation, as this situation stands right now, in my head, because I watch a lot of like true crime drama, it leads the the ATP is liable and and all sort of nefarious things can happen. These players are traveling all over the place. What yes. happens when they conduct criminal activity in one country and move down to the next country and all this sort of behavior? There, I am surprised that there isn't a code of conduct stringently in place because people having temporary visas and having this sort of like global access to around the world a tennis player goes all over the place like literally pre-covid you know what i mean and god knows what kind of nefarious activity that happened in one place and i know there are horror <laughs> stories and why i'm thinking why i mentioned about the women saying something because because they probably would know about the situation and we're more willing to talk about it very often when men are creating the policies men are trying to find loopholes for themselves Listen, that may be true, however, they're not being genuine in the, the, in the interaction. The approach the WTA, is all wrong, but the WTA hasn't even dealt with the fact that potentially some of their players are being sexually abused by coaches, right? Well, I'm so, surprised, and that's what I'm talking about that players are not talking up about these issues. So let's, let's talk about the NBA for a moment. 
I can't, I don't think that it's happened yet. I it's, it's something that has been talked about by the NBA commissioner, but when, when uh, situations of domestic abuse arise, like I said, there's no policy directly against domestic violence. It has to be some type of felonious assault or, you know, charge felonious, a charge. <laughs> so, however, the conversation in Meaning the NBA, that it has to rise to the level of uh, of, um, of a felony. A felon. Okay. Yes. So, but the conversation that is being had openly in the NBA is that when situations like these arise, we have to provide an avenue of protection for those involved. We have to have a space where if this is the wife or a girlfriend of an NBA player or partner, they do say partner. So any of those, you know, any, anyone involved with an NBA player, we need to investigate and provide a place for them to go to report. We need to have consequences strictly for domestic abuse. And we need to be able to provide rehabilitation for the offender. And that's a big thing. We talked about privately, like, is it okay to say this athlete did this and your punishment is we're going to take away the livelihood. We're going to take away your money. We're going to no, take away like your ability to, because that is the punishment right now, right? It's the punishment in the NBA. It is the punishment in the NFL. If this is the charge and we believe you guilty, you're not allowed to play. You're not allowed to make money. But, the, but, but we the do this not. Is, but this is Hold only on. if a felony charge is made. Though, not, because... No, 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 that's not true. That's the, that's the NBA. The NFL does have a domestic violence policy. So just as a whole, though, neither of these two huge governing bodies in America have a route to rehabilitation. And that's a huge thing because let's let's talk about this realistically. When you abuse someone, when you physically abuse someone and you hurt them, this is not typical behavior. This is abnormal behavior. We need to fix the reason why this is happening. And there are a few different things behind that, that again, we talked about prior. So I think two of the biggest things that nobody wants to talk about are performance enhancing drugs, because we know the side effects of these. This is, this isn't new. It's always been there. And temperamental issues are a side effect of performance enhancing drugs. We know that athletes use these. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying that we know it's prevalent in sports, period. It's not up for debate. It is there. And we know the side effects of these are roller coaster emotions, sometimes violence. In sports like soccer, football, hockey, all of which are contact sports and have a higher rate of this type of abuse than other non-contact sports, we have the issue of CTE, the disease that affects athletes when their heads, when they have repeated concussions. We know that this changes the way that people function, the way that they think, the way that their brain works. These are all things that we don't talk about because we don't want to tie that back to something 
um, outside Related of the sport, the like sport. domestic <laughs> abuse. You know, we don't want to say that maybe this person was on drugs and the side effects is that their temper goes from zero to 10 in 2.5. Nobody wants to say that because then you got to admit that your athletes are using drugs. No one wants to truly say that someone has been repeatedly hit over and over and over and over in the head because we know that CTE isn't always just about concussions. It's about that repeated smaller trauma that happens to the head in mm -hmm. over a period of years over and over and over that changes the way that your brain functions and we know that one of the things that happens with cte is an outburst of anger well janina I, i'm willing to go down this road with you uh, very well so, but i think but again you see i'm gonna go back to real life outside of sport because most of the men beating on their women and you know let me let's be honest most of the domestic abuse is happening. The emotional, the cycle, the emotional, the financial abuse is men onto women. It happens reverse, but most of the time, and also men on men, mm -hmm. and women on women too. But most of the time, it is in heterosexual relationship. Not that it makes anything better or less, but I'm going to use these terms mostly men. But it doesn't necessarily track out in society because a lot of men who are beating on their wives are the people who are beating on their partners are not involved in contact sports. They're not involved in sports in general. But I think we also have a culture. I think there's something we had, a, when we were discussing this earlier last week, it's the culture around um, athletes and also the culture around um, family dynamics where, you know, the provider is the one in control and, you know, like you can get this out of, you know, um, you know, you can beat on your spouse and this other thing and also, we don't know but a lot of these people come from domestic abuse, um, domestic dysfunctional Their family home. history, yeah. Yes, and it sort of repeats itself. We don't know these players' um, behavior with alcohol um, and people's relationship with alcohol and drugs. We'd, we'd, we'd love to believe that drugs is not part of the equation for athletes. But, but we know alcohol, better. We know better, but we can, but we can also say alcohol is, such a, is probably plays a larger part in this situation and the dynamics of, you know, winning, losing, it's the they're in a high pressure situation and that's also one of the triggers. But again, we as a society have not figured out how to deal with domestic abuse again on a whole. So I am, again, I'm not surprised that it doesn't happen. It, it's, it's sports is finding the difficulty in doing it. Maybe it's a better place of doing this because they have resources available. They have money, they have the will because you know, you need your star athletes out there performing. But again, a lot of times we've noticed is that society's larger impulses weigh outweighs the, the financial one. People feel like they want to do certain things and don't concern about them leaving money on the table um, or potentially leaving more money on the table. They're just looking at some of the money. So, I mean, I hear all of that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if professional sports is going to be the place because again, this is a place that so it's a toxic environment for any issue for science, you know what I mean? For like climate issues, yeah. for like just think, any issue. I don't issue. even know if it needs to do that. I just think one thing that we, I mean, I, I mean, listen, the question is what are, what are its responsibilities mm -hmm. to, to, create, I think a, to the, create like a work environment that is safe for everyone? I, I think the very right. basic answer to that is to acknowledge that there's a problem Yep. Acknowledge that there may be a problem. Yep. And not only take not only punishment in, in terms of you're not allowed to play because you did this. Because let's 
I mean, if we think of a path, give people a path, give people a path to recovery because this is not normal behavior. Help them understand why they are behaving the way that they are and help them correct that behavior. But the truth is, if you take, let's be real. If you take a, a, a professional athlete who has a contract of $20 million a year, right? And you say, you're not allowed to play for six games and you're not going to be paid. Is that really going to hurt their pocket? It's not. It's fucking well, you not. Can, you, it's you, a goddamn vacation. It depends on the sport. No, I, it doesn't I depend mean. on the sport. It doesn't. If you have a $20 million contract and you say you're not going to get paid for 10 games, you're only going to make $11 million this year. Is that really going to hurt their style of life and their way of living? Absolutely. Do you know the most dangerous time for a woman in an abusive relationship or abuse partner in a relationship? Is when they're decided to leave, no? When they decided to leave. I don't don't disagree with that. I'm I'm talking strictly about the perpetrator and the punishment that is put on them. When you have people who are making millions and millions of millions of dollars and their punishment is that you take two or three million away, but they're still going to get paid $17 million, that's not a punishment. But that's why you don't make it about just the money, though. Money, though. But right now it is. That's the thing. Right now it is. In all governing sports bodies who have a rule against domestic abuse, that is what the rule is. You are going to be cut off for X amount of time, and you're going to lose this amount of dollars. That's what it is. So what I'm saying is, if that's your only punishment, but you still got $15 million or whatever to look forward to, even if it's only two or three, I mean, like, come on, are you going to be mad at getting two or $3 million? No, you're not for going out and playing 90 minutes of a sport. That's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. So what, what do you want? What would you like to see? Happen? I think, well, I like think I said, I would like to see a program that facilitates rehabilitation. I would like to see a program that facilitates victim advocacy. I would like to see a program that is designed to maybe prevent address it, from the, happening, prevent it <laughs> happening from uh, altogether that addresses the issues in some sports, contact sports, especially, you know, that. We know if you get repeatedly beaten the head, you're gonna act like a fucking asshole. Period. But contact sports we are not even willing this. to acknowledge that of themselves. They're not. You are correct, but I'm saying that would be ideal. So in the but let's take it back to the tennis situation. Right. Um, so for the tennis situation, given the fact that they don't have actually a very good model out there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as you say, the we most do not rigid, have a good model. They don't the have a model, not the impetus to do so. <laughs> Well, we don't have a good model on any sport, though, honestly. But I think one of the things that's noteworthy about it, though, is because tennis is a sport where there are, as I mean, as Reels was probably suggesting earlier, before we jump, I jump down his throat, is that they, you? this is a sport in which you share the platform with others, right? You share it with women who may very well be the victims of domestic violence, right? And so it becomes this opportunity, just like it is in terms of salary and what athletes are making, it becomes an opportunity for you to maybe jointly put together something that surrounds the issue in an interesting way, in a different way, in a new way, and calls on players to take responsibility 
not just from a monetary standpoint, but to actually like create something where for which the player can like take advantage, right? To say, you know what, not only do, which is funny because it's interesting how people wanted to control Nick's behavior on court. Mm -hmm. They were wanted him to go I, I to was therapy. about to mention that. I, they I wanted, him, they wanted all these black. kinds of things. Well, the truth is there in tennis, there are already a lot of rules in place that would encompass this should the governing bodies choose to they should choose to expand it, right? right? I would they do don't. because they have they have they don't, like have, to, Andrew, they don't mm -hmm. even have to expand it, they're already there. Because we already know that tennis rules are subjective. We already know this. They could apply so it. They if could apply it. They yeah. could apply it. They could totally they apply could it. Totally apply it. But, you know what? But you I were think they could say, you know what, Alexander Zarev, you were at the U.S. Open when this event happened. Mm -hmm. Well, the and, ATP can't say anything at that point. It's the ITF has to say something at that point. It doesn't matter who. Somebody should just say something. But 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 I Someone think should Sasha acknowledge is the fact that this allegation was made and do a formal investigation period if I it comes to nothing they may be but you know what it should be public knowledge that a tennis player of his caliber or any caliber but especially alexander zverev a tennis player of his caliber has been a has been accused of domestic violence we should be hearing from the governing bodies that at this time we have no proof, but we are investigating. Period. They Saying say. that. But also, I don't really but, care. But, what but I think Pablo is, I mean, the caliber is probably the reason why it happened. But um, how we said it again? I said the caliber is probably the reason why it happens. Um, but I think I mean, that's why they get a pass. Nomination. Pablo it's a point to something I think and money. Mm -hmm. Pablo says something where he, he says the root of the problem is tackling any kind of abuse concerning professional sports is legally enforceable. And yep. I think that's that's where the, the, this is where I think it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of times things are clearly ambiguous for specific mm -hmm. intentionally ambiguous, because what would happen if Sasha turns around and say, you can say you're going to do this, but you can't stop me. Oh I'm no, they can't. And they can sue and he can sue them. And, he can can sue, and, and I think and they don't want to. Yeah. That's what they're afraid of. Well, I mean, that's exactly why they're not because acting. he has the resources it. to sue them. Yeah. Because if it, if it, and again, we don't have the public will on this matter you because know, Pablo is a golden. Saying, hold on, Pablo keeps saying they have said they are investigating, but I'm going to tell you what they didn't say. We're not right? saying it loudly, and that's well, the problem. I mean, well, Say I think it fucking loudly. Well, Shout listen, it from the goddamn well, rooftops. The reason why because they're again, not saying it, the reason why they're not saying it loudly, is because instead of asking players. How they feel i don't think we have reporters calling up the atp amen uh, and asking them to have <laughs> to make a stance or to say something it's because we're all or, friends here <laughs> or any of that i mean i think you know how the, you know the method the method to this is to humiliate and embarrass the players enough mm -hmm. such that they make the demand that's how mm -hmm. reporting in tennis works it's like you embarrass amen. the players individually enough such that the players get to a place where they say, I'm tired of having to answer these questions from these reporters. ATP, do something. And then the ATP will then be forced to actually issue some statement. But that's the approach to how we deal with these things. You force the players to take the hit for the organization as opposed to the reverse. You don't, the thing about how do you, how would you enforce a domestic violence policy? All you really need is what, a confirmation of a case, right? So mm -hmm. if, for example, a woman, if somebody is abused and you now know that there is actually a policy in place, 
would it then would the would it then mean that it's triggered if the victim goes to the police and then someone finds out about it? The police would have to confirm it, right? Or are you looking for someone to say right. this this has been levied against you? And while we investigate, kind of like with drugs, while we yeah. investigate, you have to um, do the things that you have to do in the interim until I we mean, until we make a. It would yeah. be you're you're right, Andrew. You are hundred percent right. It would be nice if the ATP came out and said, "We're not going to discuss an ongoing investigation." I agree with that, Pablo. I agree with that one hundred percent. However, this is our policy, and this is how we rectify the situation. We don't have that because there is no policy in place, and there is no form of rectification. We don't have that. That's that's the issue. The ultimate issue is we have none of that. So if the ATP could come out and say, we are investigating the claim that Sasha Zverev did this to Olga, whoever, and should this come to fruition, this is the punishment or, you know, these are the consequences. Say it however you want. But we don't have that in place. And that's the ultimate problem. I don't I have a drama game. I see this thing, Janina. Lovely drama game makes a good point. The ATP, ITF, and WTA needs to have a policy that any DV occurrences in a tournament site, affiliated hotel, and facility needs to be reported. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like a kind of mandatory reporting thing. So, like, if you but, see it, but I'm, camera, I ask the question. If that's, that I that agree, I, I absolutely agree with what Lovely Drama Girl is saying. And, I think we all would agree. But I asked the question, what if what happens to the organizing body? Because in the legal world, if if a man, if a woman reports that her husband punch her in the face and she said drop the charges, this case can no longer go forward. That's fine, but you the problem isn't in the proof here. We're we're focusing on the wrong thing. The problem is not in the proof. The problem is there is nothing in place to say this is what's going to happen if we find out it is true. That's the ultimate issue. It doesn't all of the stuff that leads up to that, it doesn't matter. It is not important. Oh, I the, there, there is nothing in place right now in tennis that says if X player is found guilty of domestic abuse, this is what happens. And that is the case in many, many sports. That's the ultimate issue. It isn't whether this is, you know, there's Investigatable or a legal case or anything. But None of that matters. It just matters that there is something in place to say after we go through all the things and we comb through all the evidence, if we find out this is true, this is what's going to happen to you, and this is how we move forward. And it doesn't even have to align. But we don't have even, that. But it doesn't even have to. I'm almost saying that's it. just wrong. What is wrong about that? No, but the thing is, for me though, listen. Separately from this, it doesn't have to. Like, for example, when the ATP deals with a drug issue, right? It has nothing to do with whether you've been found to have cheated. Like there's no court, there's no like legal precedent that means that you have to go to jail. That is right. just the court making, that's the, that's the tournament and the sport making a decision about what is appropriate behavior. So mm -hmm. if in their own investigation, they feel like some, they see something has happened and there's a serious allegation against, and, and everyone admits it happens, but nobody wants to go and press charges. That's separate. That's if, separate. 
that's separate. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to end up in a legal situation. You could decide internally as an organization that there are behaviors that are appropriate or not appropriate, right. regardless of whether there's some legal right. or not. And we could like, have rules actually, in place for them. That. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, Listen, I, Powell, I get it. They investigate serious aggro or oh, fucking shit. Allegations. I get all that. But at the end of the day, there is no policy in tennis or in many other sports that say, should these allegations be true? This is where we move on from that. This is what happens. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, they should just be like, oh, fuck you. You were accused of domestic violence. You're out. I'm not saying that at all. I don't even believe that because there are many people in the world who would just for, you know, trying to get a piece of cash go, he hit me or she hit me or whatever. I, I get all that. But we should have a plan in place before it happens to say this is how we are going to handle this situation should this all be proven true this is how we will deal with it and the problem is we don't have that can i ask one can i ask a question about this justin because of the way they handle it from the drugs perspective would you be oh, the would drug you be, situation? Sorry, in the drug situation, everyone is tested, right? And they have proof that you, yeah, yeah. But drug. what I'm saying is, but it could be a situation where a fellow player saw something and reported mm-hmm. it, right? Um, mm-hmm. in an abuse situation, would it do you think it would be important for this investigation and its finding to be made public? Because do you notice that that happens with drug, drug things? Oftentimes, right. for a long time, it could be a claim that happened behind the scenes. The player takes the punishment and you just never knew about it. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you, in a situation in which the police or no other entity is involved, do you think that people need to publicly know? Or should it be one of those situations where the player is just gone for some period I mean, of time? Kind of, we've kind of seen this though, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think no. it necessarily, I don't think it necessarily, because I mean, because the, the status of that situation involves another victim, another person. The victim, right? So I don't know if that necessarily needs to be made public. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a situation where, typical to how they handle drug and doping issues, I could see a scenario where it doesn't even have to be made public. It could just simply be something that is dealt with internally if the person has chosen. Right. And I think, but I do think at some point it will come out if they go to the code of um, arbitration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If it goes there, it really goes. But well, again, they actually kept it secret. Remember, that was a thing in terms of yeah. full transparency. They started yeah. to say, "Well, now we're going to share." Well, this they kind of still do. Yeah. Um, All right. What I anyway. do find again, I'm going to say, you know, like where are you trying to imagine a world where domestic abuse, domestic violence is taken seriously, and I can't even think of much public. Um, even private companies, like you know, regular office workers, you know, they just. It's usually a matter of saving face. Their response is to save face. Almost. Um, I I think it's tricky because the only thing that you have license to do, I think, in most scenarios, just because it happens at work. Yeah, but also it's just the way we conceive of these issues. And I don't want to go down a long road, but I think the way we conceive of these issues are so dis are are so like siloed. The only liability, the only way that you as a company could potentially deal with it is like I'm going to fire. That doesn't actually solve the problem, right? And so, right. But that's if it happens at work, though. 
Yeah, if it happens at work, work, yeah, but I'm just saying that doesn't actually solve it, right? It doesn't actually you always still, Yeah, you should still have an it. avenue. You, you of don't have any problematic behavior. Yeah, and like, like you have, if you're entering into a relationship with these, which is what you're doing with somebody long term, like this is like it's a contract of some sort, and you say, We believe in Sasha, we think that he has the capacity to get better. Then what you ask him to do is to go down a road of working to get better, which is admit that this thing has happened and then go through a process by which he gets to the other side of it. That's 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 not an approach that it's we take different. for any issue. We don't do any of those things. We just want to say you need to go and goodbye. There's there isn't any opportunity for you to say, listen, we expect you to be playing with us for the next 20 years, 20, 30 years. What are you going to do to correct yep. this behavior? what how can we support you in that which i think is actually something that would be wonderful to see because sports is a huge thing for men it's a part of their lives it's not just be it's beyond their livelihood it's part of their self-identity and all of that stuff and so normally i can imagine a scenario that's the kind of scenario i would like us to work towards mm -hmm. by which you have some victim policies where the, you're making sure that the victim is yep. taken care of. And then you also are making sure that these men who you're making a ton of money off of are yes. also getting to a situation where they're- And that is my point. That too. is my absolute And you also point. need policy around how are these girls are just running around the place. Well, then, you, but then you'd have to stop running a whorehouse like you think you are, which is but <laughs> the, the case that Pablo says is where you think that women are objects and you need to bring them in to service these players. Because if you think of women as, as objects to service, then you're not going to really be mindful of how they're right. treated, right? And so that's also the, I mean, that's the sticky point of all of this, right? And I, just, <laughs> I, I just want to address the, something that Pablo said, because he says, you know, that's not true, Janina. The NFL sets out what happens if a player is guilty of domestic violence. And you are correct. However, getting there is a fucking struggle. It's a long journey. It's a long road. <laughs> it's a huge struggle. And you know what? good for them for having something in place my point is let's have something in place for all of the sports let's not have floyd mayweather's child saying my dad kicked and punched my mom in the head under oath and nothing be said about it and let's just book his next fucking fight because it's going to make millions of dollars for hbo that's yeah, my I mean, issue that's that's tricky. Well, like I said, that. Men, but I mean, men, you you'd have to evaluate companies on lots of other parameters. Exactly, and I'm telling you, yeah, HBO no, executive, no, HBO think... executive is asking, but did you deserve it though? That's all. Well, you know what? Here's the thing: boxing does have an international governing body, but because it is again an individual sport just like tennis we don't address it on that level we just don't do it because certain people are our money makers i mean let's be real let's Girl, be look, real if um, roger federer no let's be real for a moment if federer all of a sudden has a domestic abuse case on his shoulders mm -hmm. do we say you don't play no because he fucking sells seats we but that's going to affect his brand, though, because that's part of his it brand. Will, it will affect his brand. But you know what? The ATP, I bet, doesn't say a damn thing. Well, they had a child, possibly child sex situation with um, Stan and whatever. So, look, we did in a war with a lot of problematic people. And I think this is just, I'm not dismissing the whole situation. I think we're making an excellent point here in a whole. But the work that needs to be done in order to get to a better place is 
large and it's well, it is. we need rules in place and we need methods of rehabilitation rehabilitation is key it is key yep. we need to say listen if this is where your mind is this is where you can go for help period that's what we need and we need it to not be shameful well would that be a debatable issue? But I do think we do need help. And let's just not get let's wrap this. It up. Yes, I know. This wow, you went down easy. a deep road. Um, after, <laughs> after, after so you started with only only fans, in which we we're trying to help people make it through the COVID. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, but this is another type of help, though. No, um, I, I guess I wanted to sort of wrap it up, like we were discussing. I mean, like, listen, you know, hold on, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. And, and then you go here. And then, and then you go, go here. here. You go here. Okay. I don't know. I think we've just. You know, Brian has just experienced some level of bipolar. Uh, you could, you could be your own. I basically, I guess the punchline is you could be your own whore, but we want to make sure you're taken care of. <laughs> so you're not a whore, but you'd be a sex worker with rights and all the all the responsibilities <laughs> taken care so of for you. At the end of the day, this is our year on wrap up, and it's November. <laughs> we typically do this in December and say we'll be no. back in two weeks. <laughs> well, I don't know when we'll be back. I mean, we'll we'll have to. We're um, never coming back. This is it. We're retiring. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, well, tennis Mike forces to retire if it doesn't mm -hmm. come back, is it? So, can we? Can I just say, like, I know it's been a short tennis year, and if anyone is still with us, but like, what was like your favorite tennis moment of the the little bit that there was this year? I got some shade for you. <laughs> we kind of talked about it. You didn't like it, but I fucking loved Rafa beating Ole's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you did Rafa. love that. That's when you came <laughs> out as a Rafa fan to all to all the people who thought you we don't need to talk about that. I am not a Rafa fan, but I was in that moment. Okay. <laughs> We don't need to label Janina as a Rafa fan. That is unnecessary and untrue. However, in that moment, I was like, yes, Lord. You really hate Nole. <laughs> I fucking hate that Serbian devil with a passion. My gosh. I felt a little, I felt a little pain in my heart for Nole. I didn't um, feel shit for that motherfucker. I know. <laughs> this is what you get. I like, listen, very rarely do we see Novak get a true beatdown. And it's weird, right? That it always comes at the hands of Rafa or Federer, the old That's guy. The court. Like, come on, guys, young ones, step up. But whatever, it is what it is. We enjoy it. We thoroughly enjoy it. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. I really loved, I think I'd mentioned this before, but I really loved the players watching other players at the U.S. Open. That was, amazing. That was, lovely. That was lovely. Eating, doing all manner of things. Like, it's just, I mean, I think then I made me realize what I actually like about Labor Cup, which is I guess I like watching players watch other players because what I, to see them get tense, to see them get engaged in a point, and I know it was an utter disaster, but I still think that final between Sasha and Dominic team was a train wreck of immense proportion. And it was so bad. So <laughs> I laughed so much at the choking in that final fifth set that um I'm definitely if if there's an opportunity to watch it, I think I would um I I will watch that again. What look at lovely drama girls telling us that she loves Gail's Twitch stream. He wore suits. 
What? I know that Twitch stream. What? I have to ask my little one about that. <laughs> we, you need to get I don't know about Twitch. Like that's way out of my wheelhouse. Um. Oh, Deborah's favorite moment was Naomi getting off the mat to beat Vika and Novak being disqualified. Deb, you are salty. Listen, Novak Deb, I did love that. I did love that. Deb, Deb, I mean, like, we shouldn't be hanging out, with Deb, because you know that happening was like something that you never thought would happen, but it happened, and you're like. <gasps> Holy shit, this is history here. Number one I player mean, in the I world, think... disqualified, get the fuck out. I mean, to me, the universe definitely conspired against Nola. It's all oh, like, COVID was like, you didn't take me seriously. Watch how I'm going to wreck your life. <laughs> I will admit to the fact that Nola fans might have reason to be bitter this year. No, let me tell you something. I mean, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that here's the thing that I love about this this thing with, with about Nola. Is that they can't? I mean, they're gonna blame Federer anyway, but the sure. rest of them are gonna be like, you don't even have any proof. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, like, shut up. Your man was a, I mean, like, when Nole, you know, Nole is like, I wanna talk to somebody, he wanna talk to a manager. Nole is definitely Karen of the WATP, right? He's the Karen of the ATP. Karen. But he's like, Remember when the Man Arena situation happened at the US Open? I need to speak to the governor. I need to talk to him. Pablo says his favorite moment, the winner, the winner ceremony at the ASB Auckland Classic with Serena and the and king. That <laughs> but I, I have to say, um, I did enjoy um, Naomi's journey through to the, I mean, enjoy her, her summer. She was really excellent. I thought, you know, you know, it's better than most. I mean, like it might not have hidden all of the buttons, but it hit most of the buttons. You know what I mean? And I think she was thoughtful. And it's very clear that she reads. And I always appreciate people who do the reading. <laughs> I could see their citations. Okay. I oh love me some God. citations. I don't want to be quoting our favorite sociologist, but she's like, I love <laughs> me some footnotes. And then we had the footnotes. And she was repping for the black people. And then they're Dr. like, I said this years ago. <laughs> Oh, but you know what? This isn't this is an oldie but goodie. In terms of off court, I actually really enjoyed um a couple of Venus's like um I liked her uh her her show that she was doing early part of COVID. Instagram live show. The Instagram live show. I think that told me should do. And I, to me, she should I have done more. Can, I you know what? And I want to know, like, she should have a show on the tennis channel. Like, I know it's like not necessarily something they love to do because I don't I think they must have like a, a limit of how many black people they can have on that channel. But <laughs> I think that Venus should have like a lifestyles show on that channel. Why doesn't oh, she have a lifestyle God. show? She'd be so great. They should they should gobble up every single tennis personality <laughs> and give them shows. And I think Andy Roddick should have his own. Commentary with Chanda Rubin. I'd love to see those two comment Ooh. matches. And Virginia Wade drinking. <laughs> Pablo <laughs> said the me. doper retired, and that was his favorite moment. Who's the doper? Oh, Sharapova. My oh, God, we forgot about her. Can we talk about the fact that 2020 oh just washed her? Oh, and it washed her Kim Crisis too. How can I forget that? It just washed uh, her. I feel Kim like that bitch will be back. <laughs> I mean, Kim, I mean, nah, I think I think our parents are just like, mommy, we gave you one year and it didn't work out, girl. COVID, it's a sign from God. Stay home. Make some <laughs> I would play to see Chanda and Ruben. Chanda and Andy. And Andy. It's called the Chanda and Andy show. And they just call matches 
For that real. would be amazing. Because yeah, that would be gold commentary. I, you know, you know, that was the most jarring part of the COVID tennis. Is that the same old people? It was just like, oh my god, they didn't, know, even they didn't take a chance. They didn't take any risks. No, they didn't bring anybody new. I was like, it, it was so funny because I saw um I saw a tennis channel finally admit that they were like, oh, you know, one of the good things about this is that we finally were able to bring in Andy. And I was just like, I don't understand why you've had Andy Roddick just sitting at home this whole time. Amen. That's so I weird. Mean, and yeah, giving Lindsay money. What the, f- what the hell is that? <laughs> it's just so boring. Listen, if you listen, if you can, if you can find a way to actually listen to Lindsay, she's great. She's I mean, good. no, I ain't got time. No, I ain't got time. Boring. You, know boring. you know what? But I will say about her, considering how much shade and horror she gave to the Williams sisters. Thank you. Thank she's, you. She's generally very yeah. fair. When she's yes, she is. Yes, I'm surprised. She, she was I, I think from distance, she has some clarity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, she was I think she's nice. made peace. She has <laughs> made some peace. She has made peace with the fact that, you know what? These bitches just had my numbers in the finals. Just, exactly. And I'm, I'm glad that she came around to it. But I generally do like Lindsay Davenport. I like her commentary. Um, I, would prefer, I, I would still think she looks like Virginia. a fucking palm puppy. I would prefer Virginia Wade under Nosh, you know, having herself a little glass of wine or two and, you know, giving it. And, you know, because, you know, Virginia Wade is pretty good, but just like, what are you doing, girl? Like, what do you yeah. see? That? That's my style of <laughs> commentary. Know, like, because, so, because moving forward, I think the tennis channel is going to own most of the coverage, apparently, now, oh, again. Yeah. And so, what they have to pay a shit ton of money to watch? Fuck that. Which means that we need they need to figure out how to lively up that channel. Mm. So they need They do. They just need to, like, we need some shows. I said, so Venus does a live t- lifestyle show um somebody maybe some frenchies do something like the other thing is why can't it be a little bit more international in scope like we have players from all over why do they oh, all stop. This is american. An american channel i know but it's like it's an international sport have fun with it you know? that, would, I, that would be ideal so listen <laughs> since this is our wrap-up show do you have a favorite 2020 moment we just said that Oh. Where were you for the last fifteen minutes? Girl? I, mean, I was here, but I just thought <laughs> we've like, been trashing. We've been we've been discussing it right now. Janina, were you drunk? Are you drunk, Janina? We've been talking about this for the last minutes. I mean, I feel like we've been just going down this canal of things. So no, I no, no, we never won. We we never won. Okay, fine. fine. I, you, I mean, fine. you mentioned your favorite moment was no late discussion. I did, but. Yeah, That's other hilarious. favorites. Go ahead. We usually pick six. I know. I, I know. Right. And I totally do not I have it. Okay, so there was one thing we talked about, y'all, that we didn't mention, but we wanted to talk about this. So because the World Tour final, it was the last final in London. And so we had this off-court, off-court discussion that they really b- missed a moment for fundraising. Like, would you all have been open to watching some version of a kind of exhibition experience at the world tour finals where they ask us to pay or contribute almost like some sort of weird telethon sort of experience like a pay maybe it's pay-per-view right or you call in and you donate but what are you gonna watch which platform you're gonna watch it on the door i mean that's That's what i was saying it could have been so we we were talking about the fact that we thought that they missed a really good moment they missed a moment to actually bring the sport together, highlight the fact that it was a difficult year, and then do some fundraising for players 
who made no money this year mm-hmm. and then allowed us to contribute. It and so people could have pulled in. Do you, would you all would, would you all watch? Would you all listen? I would have for that. Listen to me. I probably personally would not have. However, I know that the tennis community is strong, and they would have come together, and they are focused on tennis and not necessarily COVID, and they would have paid for to watch COVID tennis, you know, and that would have been great, and the funds could have been distributed to players who needed the money, not you know. Novak or Rafa or he said he thought it was a good idea, but he wouldn't have paid for it. But I was just thinking about it because, like, one thing was a great done, idea actually. It could have been like a telethon, like a telethon. Like, and you remember how they used to do those like reviews where players would like perform things? But like, I could have seen like what you could have done was you could have asked players to do something. Like, like I know that Monfils has been practicing some dances at home. He and his girlfriend could have done a routine. <laughs> Definitely won't pay for that. But you see, but this goes no. back to our original point about players, though. These players are lazy. They yeah, don't do anything. No, I mean, the infrastructure for, for the hit for Haiti and whatever. First of all, let's not forget that hit for Haiti was a hot mess with and with, with Andre Agassi okay. talking trash to Pete Sampras. But that was a structure that was already in Listen. place. It could have been. It, it may have been a hot mess. It may have not been what we would have hoped for, but a structure like that, in a situation like this during a pandemic, to raise funds for players of a lesser caliber would have been an amazing way for the tennis community to come together, support each other, and they totally fucking missed the boat. Not when Dominic team and they like them. Well, we don't need to talk about guys ever. I know, but you know what it could be? It could have been like, you know how when we all did we all got together and we made sure the high school students graduated and it was like tape performances, tape things, different things. It could have been that kind of scenario. I, that's all I'm saying. Like it was a missed moment. <laughs> yes. It was a huge missed moment for many reasons. <laughs> it, it would have been honestly though, seriously, it would have been fun for fans to participate in and it would have benefited the greater good. In tennis, you fucked up. And you could have brought old because players. Because the truth together. is, nobody's watching the World Tour finals. I didn't even know they were happening. <laughs> but I would have shown up if you promised me that a bunch of tennis players were going to come on and do various things at different points in time for maybe like an hour. I might have shown up. I might have shown up. I might have shown up and said, "What? Who's going to do a dance routine? I'm showing up for that." Right. But, but, but you see, here like, herein lies the problem. Most of these players are uninteresting. They just don't. Well, I don't. But I'm not. I'm not counting Listen, on. Just you had that. Novak. Djokovic, you had Novak Djokovic there. You had Rafa Nadal there. Like they're I not. Said. Listen, they're not interesting, but they have a big fan base. Yeah, not you know Novak. So it was something like it was. It was an opportunity missed. I fucking hate that when I sit down with senior, senior leadership and they're like, "Oh, that was an opportunity missed." But in this case, I think it's true. It was a true opportunity missed. I you mean, had some new tennis there. You could have done something with it, and you totally fucked it up. <laughs> no, Pablo, I'm not talking about the Adria tour because that was just tennis. But you could have done like a multi. It was like a multi. A multi-experience, like surround it with different things. Like they inserted and plopped in Federer in an interview 
format with because there were no fans. I see what you were saying. Okay, I get you. I get you. Yeah, you, you're right. you know what yeah. I mean. Like you could have done. Like, there were no fans. Ooh. Messages yeah. of solidarity. Yeah, like no. people coming on stream doing something weird yeah. and quirky, like whatever. Just for like Let's an do hour. this quirky tennis challenge. Bounce the I ball. Know. You do. You do. Uh, everyone who did like a version of the wet ass pussy dance or something, whatever. I'm just ah! saying. You find on that note. Find your talent and, <laughs> and showcase it for us for like an hour. I would have paid. I would have paid to see something really. I know they're cheesy. Stop it! You're gonna get us fired. <laughs> Pablo's like, I feel like a few seconds here and there is gonna be okay. I, you're so funny. Pablo's like, all these tennis players are boring. I can't believe you all. I think the WTA would have had some fun moments too. I nope. didn't say and only. We could right, have had Grandma come out with her makeup. You know that let us, makeup? She could have come out and demonstrated how she put that all on together. No. <laughs> let us give our well wishes and, and get the fuck out. All right. I wanna, so, I, I'm, I'm also happy that the fans, you know, that for another, this is probably a what? I know. It was a nightmare, Pablo. I just created it what, for you. 15, I'm just 16, giving 17, 18, 19. This is our sixth season. Oh, just wow. so you know, folks. I know. Thanks for hanging out. My guys. longest relationship. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I totally bogarted my way onto this podcast, and I, I never mean, left, and here we are. I, I mean, mean this and Harry Potter later. Well, wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy. I won't stand any slander for Harry Potter on this podcast. You, you, you could mouth no, off, you can roll it all no, you no, want. No slander. No. Are you all finished? Are you all finished no. with your Harry Potter? And I'm no, girl. Which I'm trying to get Philip Roth to be the next book. We can't read another book. book until we finish this, and we are not even anywhere near finished. We have at least five so we more. We do highbrow and lowbrow. We're that kind of. We're that kind of. No, Pablo. I only mentioned Yes Drama in blackface because I think for some weird reason we all reacted to it. I can't even believe it. Happened, I can't even and the internet that. just found it. Uh, <laughs> really? They just found it. Yes. This is. This is how tennis needs to realize it is such a niche market. Exactly. This is what I want to tell you. What? This is my wish for next year. What's your wish? I wish for all the old motherfuckers that have been dominating the tour for the last decade that should be long gone, come back strong as fuck and dominate some more. Look at you. You wishing for a federal renewal. And to the men, Andreen, just remember this date. Today is November twenty seventh because you know this bitch is going to be the first when we had that draw. So she's going to be like, "Shut your mouth." I just need somebody new to win. I'm just tired of these old people. No, no, no. I have thought about this. But I, I know she thought at U.S. Open no. finals, and she was like, no, "I'm not here for no. any of that." Listen, I am convinced that. This is going to benefit those that needed some rest. I this is the time that some things have healed that couldn't heal before because there just wasn't enough time. I'm looking for a strong 2021 from Federer, from Venus, and Serena. Everybody else can kiss my motherfucking ass. Oh, Sveta. Sveta, I'll put you in there too. You know Everybody what, else I actually, I'm, 
I'm actually up for a nostalgia tour. I'd love, I'd love to watch Venus in the final at Wimbledon. I, I want the Olympics that I think uh, are probably not going to happen to happen. <laughs> I want these players to come and do a strong showing and have this great swan song goodbye at the U.S. Open and uh, after the Olympics. And you know what? My heart will be full and I will be okay with that. Look, I'm sorry. I don't think necessarily tennis from the way I see it's operated this year is not necessary for 2021. Sorry. Aww, and I would say that and I would I say that um, 2020 those. COVID ATP tennis has was illegitimate. It is I, I, I don't think it was relevant. Um and nothing. I, don't know, I like I think I think I think um I think um Naomi's run at the U.S. Open was really. I said cool. ATP, ATP. Oh, ATP. I was okay. very clear. I was very clear. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> Good. Okay. The ATP was just illegitimacy, and I'm sure Nolan would agree with me after that French Open. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cancel so, all the numbers. <laughs> I'm listening to me. So if I have the number one player, I'm backing at this point. I know I'm in good. <laughs> Because <laughs> okay. he always he always bring points so, to the table. Before we go, I but need a WT I think was just like I think tennis needs to organize itself and reorganize itself. It won't happen, but I do think it, it needs. To, it would I do think, and all sports should organize themselves together to find a solution to this problem because it's going to be sports. <laughs> pro, pro sports is all over the world, but you know, hope springs <laughs> eternal. Well, every, so Janina and Reels have given their wishes. Fans that are watching and chatting with us, what are your wishes for 2021? Please let us know. I know, Tony, according to you, nothing counted after Auckland. That is um, <laughs> probably true. <laughs> you guys, I think it's really weird that we're ending our year in November. I know. It's been just... It's oh, back, it's girl, we had the stuff. French Open in Awesome. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> You need to get your weird meter together because it's off. It's it's off the radar. I know. Okay, fine. And by the way, it's like probably seventy degrees, and we're at the end of November too. So, wait, okay. uh, Deb, no, you want here? You want better <laughs> to get to thirty-one? How many titles he got? <laughs> Deb, honey, I don't think it's happening. But if it does, I'm happy. I'm happy. I will celebrate Deb, with you Deb, on this podcast. I hope you're calling wheelchair tournaments, right? Because let me tell you something. They can't. <laughs> I can't withstand this man. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing her. We knew it was 21. Um, you know what's so funny? I told you, though, I had a dream years ago that Federer got like 22. So uh, I, it's happening somewhere. Did you get some lot of numbers in that dream? Because if you don't get some lot of numbers and hit it, I'm not believing in these dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Serena, Pablo wants Serena to win 24 and 25. She can never. <laughs> she needs better dresses though, Pablo. She definitely needs to get the outfit together. She got the attire together. She gets the you know what though? I do have to say, I do think, and I think we had a separate conversation somewhere offline somewhere. I definitely think that they're gonna have Wimbledon next year. Oh, for sure. They'll figure that fucking shit out. But they're if they like, don't, can't be the only one. I think they're gonna have a prime minister first before they have a new prime minister before they have Wimbledon next year. Oh, could they have one that's not so shaggy haired and well, that's what I'm saying because no, this one is no, doing no, no. a horrible job. Hey, y'all ready? England to is doing by? a horrible job with COVID. I mean, they they they're all over the place with this mess. I don't yeah. know who's advising them, but who I think oh, we've gotten lucky, lovely. which is we crazy. We almost don't want to go because we're missing everyone. We're, we've we been on for two hours here. and 35 However, minutes. What? Tell us. Oh, my God. Oh, can't oh, wait. 
<laughs> you know this might not get on YouTube, right? But okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you, fans, for tuning us with another year. We might, we might give you another podcast. You know, with you know the political mess of this country that we all seem to live in, and is there a place where we can all run away and hide? Because I don't know, Antarctica might be an option. I need us to find an island, and I need you all to have houses there. <laughs> Infrastructure, okay. <laughs> Selena's gonna need TikTok to be okay there. <laughs> Mine is an island so that I can be there. <laughs> Listen, I love TikTok. So, oh fans, welcome. Don't forget, you know, we have there's always content on all of the platforms, Harry Potter. But <laughs> thank you for enjoying another tennis podcast for the year. And we might give you a special podcast, you know, like one of our specials. You never know. Um, you never know. That'll be fun. That'll be a surprise. It'll be like Janina asking the question 20 times. <laughs> it's like, let's have a hey people, folks. What's your favorite 2020 tennis moment? What? Oh my God. We never forget. <laughs> we treat, you, we treat you like Janina, I'm so sorry. We treat you like little sister, and it's so unfair. I know <laughs> it really is. It's fucking bullshit. And but you I'm know what? wait, wait, wait. I like that. Let me see. So uh, lovely drama girl wants Gail and Noah to have um, a coaching thing. I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that. You all stay safe out there. I'm gonna stop eating leftovers. I need pizza. That's 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 my contribution. I to know. I was thinking about that. And it's not fair. I saw a woman on TV. She said that. She said on Twitter. She said, "I've already have all this leftovers, but I want some Chinese food." <laughs> <laughs> I'm over my food. I'm like I'm over the Thanksgiving meal. I'm like, <laughs> You're over it already. Yeah, I yesterday just where I was, like my friend made turkey soup. I just say, can you sit the fuck down? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are you to be eating? Like, what are you doing? Like, cooking stale. Like, that's real. Angie, you have to share in the chat. Share in the chat. I hope everyone has seen all your travel, all yes. your travel goodies. Oh, uh, and you know what? You should check out the interview that I totally hijacked. Angie's out here telling you how to travel. And I had a great interview. She was live on Instagram. Angie has a tagline for you: "Travel when you're a bitch in a budget." That works for you, Angie. (laughs) Trust me. She gives you all the classes, so you know she'll tell you all the things you need to do. So, Janina, we have well past twenty seconds. So, good night, y'all, and good day. (laughs) Take care. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hopefully, you survive twenty twenty. 